Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I want people to believe in me, and I want people to believe in me when they chase my beer. That's what it's about. You mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his tongue up the bung? <laughs> I like to actually scoop up the yeast uh-huh. and look at it. 7 o'clock came real early that next morning. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for dumbing that down for us. You did an awesome job. It's all about food and you beer. Punch me in the junk. Man, that thing was thick. The point is just beat it like it's your dick. I like to smell it <laughs> afterwards. Are you being sarcastic no. right now? No. Bring your body armor. I ran into my jungle once on a ball valve in a kettle. That's <laughs> a true shit. happy now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. All right. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to The Session. I'm your host, Justin Crosley. I'll be your host today and, and only today. And then I'm extending my retirement. Oh! Notice I've... You're going extinct. (laughs) Notice I've agreed that I'm not starting my retirement. I'm just extending it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, hitting the road. You're a bad person at retiring. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Coming back and leaving, coming back and leaving. Um, Yeah, well, I'm I'm doing that road trip. We're headed to HomebrewCon. There you go. uh, Which will be a good time up in Portland, Oregon. You can still get tickets for that over at homebrewcon.org, I think it is. Um, And you come see us there. So you're thinking it's uh, a one-way trip? And uh, I mean, pretty much. Uh, my general manager here uh, at the Hop Grenade today was like, well, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> Pretty much assuming I'll never be back. Yeah. Because, uh, well, I'm going to Portland, and then I'm just staying on the road, headed out to Colorado, and then I don't really know. I haven't planned it past that, uh, but I'm driving nice. through Montana. I'm oh, gonna, yeah. I'm going to go Visiting see our... Willi- uh, Phillipsburg. I'm going to go nice. see our friends at Phillipsburg, um, and uh, I, don't, I don't know what else. Things. If the if the RV makes it past Concord, California, <laughs> get out of the state. So you may not even make it to Homebrew Con. I mean, I think it's going to be fine. You got a new okay. set of shoes on the house, right? Um, I I have to get them on Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah, we blew a tire in the, in the RV on the way to uh, Firestone. So what has happened? You know, the window exploded, but we yeah. got that fixed. I got most of the leaks fixed. 
Um, the tires now need to be replaced because they've started exploding. <laughs> Um, on the freeway. Yeah, on the freeway on the yeah. way back. That was that was fun. Triple A. Fuck those guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. We both have triple A and none of it worked. Well let me be clear on something. I've really only ever had two jobs in my life. Um right. types of jobs. Um, either in the beer business uh-huh. or the fucking tire business. Right. I was what we call a tire guy. <laughs> call oh, a tire monkey. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I used to change not just I used to change truck tires. I drove a service truck, and I, basically I did exactly what I needed. I, I drove to the people on the side of the road. Oh yeah. Usually it was semi trucks, but right. I did the occasional RV. You the used to one, handle big rubber. Yeah, yeah. The one time that you knew exactly what needed to be done to fix it, and you couldn't do it yourself. <laughs> well, right. so, that right. must have been maddening for you. <laughs> it really it was. I ended up having to do it. It was hilariously it. maddening. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I ended up having to do it myself. So, All right. So I have AAA, um, and and I had a spare tire, but okay. I didn't have a jack. Right, you had jack. <laughs> so I'm kind of stuck. So I'm like, no big deal. I'm going to call AAA. They'll come. They'll change the tire. Uh, by the way, today's show is brought to you by More Beer. Uh, so um, I call AAA, and they say, well, your AAA doesn't cover RVs. Hmm. All right. There's a certain RV umbrella you need. I guess. Okay. It's the same fucking tire. Who would have known? So, luckily, Beardy's does. Beardy is is, is more prepared than I am. I, re- he, I read the fine print. He yeah. I knew that there was an RV umbrella. So, that I'm on the phone. They reject me, and I go, well, let me give you this other number. And they go, oh, yeah, oh, plus member. Sure. Probably covers his beard, too. We can do that. So, I give them all the information, and an hour later, they call me. You know, they'll be like, like, oh, you know, it'll be somewhere between 45 minutes and 90 minutes. An hour later, they call me back, and they say the the uh, RV company that we use, the RV tow truck, sure. can't change your tire because they don't have an RV jack. <laughs> so they they can tow you somewhere, and you can wait till tomorrow when that somewhere opens. Right. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait a second. Let me. I want to talk to the, your RV company. Because there's no such thing as an RV jack. It doesn't exist. Right. A fucking jack is a jack is a jack. <laughs> right. And it either, it either lifts X amount of weight or much more weight, but it's still a goddamn jack. Yeah. And it's the one company that they use to do RVs doesn't have a quote-unquote <laughs> RV jack. Makes no uh-huh. sense. Some schlub going, yeah. I don't want to. I'm just going to tell this idiot on the phone we don't have RG jacks. Right. Now, it's worth noting... That on the Sunday that I broke down, yeah. the Warriors were playing a game in the finals here, in the NBA playoffs. Okay. Oh. So here's how it works on Sundays, because I used to do it. You, you're you at home, and you're mm-hmm. on call, and they call you when someone breaks down, and you get paid quadruple time to wow. show up on a Sunday. Unless, of course... Mm-hmm. The Warriors game is on, and you don't feel like showing up, so you tell the bonehead at AAA, I don't have an RV jack. Right. So I say, I want to talk to them. Yeah. Okay, sir. Let me get them on the line. We'll call you back. I'm surprised that they put you through to them. They did not. Well, it turns out. They said, said, we'll call you back. (laughs) Okay. 45 minutes later, this same bonehead from AAA calls me back, will not let me speak. He says, I spoke to them again. They said the same thing. We don't have an RV jack. If you'd like to be towed, I'm just and now I'm and now I'm furious. Of right? course, because again, you know, I know exactly what you need. I know what I, I. I even said to him, I said, "Look, you, you did that I'll, to somebody." I said, "If you, if you, if you, the guy just shows up, 
I'll do it myself. Yeah. With, with whatever jack he has, okay? If he wants to tell you he doesn't have an RV jack, tell him to just bring his jack jack. Right. I'll take care of the pro. Well, sir, we, we can't do that. Uh, you know, they have to do it. And, uh, and, and, and I'm livid right now because I know I'm being lied to. Yes. But it's Beardy's account. So I have to, like, I have to do that thing where I suppress my feelings. Uh-huh. Because otherwise I'm about to lose my shit and Beardy's going to get his, his account. He's going to be canceled. canceled. I'll and be blacklisted. Yeah, you're barred, sir. So I got so far as to, like, well, then fuck off and hung up. Well, at least you hid your feelings. Yeah. So yeah. that. So I had. Wait, to you say, said fuck off. <laughs> I, I may or may not have said fuck off. Don't get into an accident. Okay. <laughs> no so, one's helping. Me. Also, Geico. So I sent Beardy to buy. It's a bottle jack. It's nothing. Yeah. Oh, it's a yeah. jack. I sent Beardy to buy the jack. It's a twenty-five dollar problem. Yeah. Get I also bought there. one for myself. So oh, no. smart. Right. I'm smart. surprised you didn't have two in your RV. Right. You. Well, right. then I wouldn't. My RV doesn't have a spare. So if my oh. if the tire blows, I'm just. On the side of the road. Well, see, and I knew I... Now, I'm not a, a very prepared person, as you all know. Um, I, I briefly went through the RV when I acquired it from Jamel, mm-hmm. and I noticed there was a spare tire, and I left it at that. Did you assume there was a jack as well? Yes. <laughs> just like Warren, if he didn't have a spare tire, he doesn't need a jack. Right. If you have a spare tire, you There's got to be... Jack. There were right. various metal objects around the tire. <laughs> I assumed one of them uh, would lift a vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Not so. Uh-huh. Anyhow, so two and a half hours later, and by the way, Porno Steve lost his job over the situation. Really? Yeah, oh, really? because All the way? he had to work that day. Actually, it's still a mystery. So Porno Steve went with us, you know, from the Bruce Strong podcast, and uh, we're on. A, he had to work Sunday night. I'm like, oh, no problem. We'll be back by you know two o'clock mm-hmm. until this happened. And he called and he told me told me the whole time it's going fine. He calls me earlier this week or last week and goes, uh, Hey, uh, I got a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> if you got any extra work at the Brewing Network, and I, I was like, Oh, did, did you quit? And he said, yeah, you know, there's some things going on. I couldn't deal with it. Well, I come in here today. It turns out it sounds like he got fired. Mm. And it sounds like he got fired over, over that. Hmm. So oh, now geez. this thing's, by the way, so now the flat tire yep. is costing me a lot more money because it's $1,400 in tires. And now I got to find hours for Porno Steve because I got him <laughs> fired over the, so this whole, the tire fiasco, yeah, which should have been nothing. It should have been. Right. We were both covered, supposedly, <laughs> under AAA. Anyhow, I, I, I realized that the tires, while the tread is fine, they're quite old. And, uh-huh. and they can the rubber gets dry, and they, they explode. Hmm. So now I've got to replace... There's another problem with RV. I have to replace... The thing has eight tires. Yeah. Luckily, I only have to replace six of them, because <laughs> uh, I did the... Anyway. A thing. I'm hoping mm-hmm. I've worked out the kinks enough now to get to Portland. Uh-huh. I leave Friday. You realize these we'll aren't find out. These aren't kinks. This is just ongoing maintenance involved with owning an RV. It's, I mean, it just, at one point, it's not going to end. Nothing it's, else can break. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a pattern here. A trip, a breakdown. A trip, a breakdown. Right. Okay, fine. So I guess the question then, Tasty, is is my entire trip considered one trip and I only have to go through one thing? Oh. Or is each leg of my trip a trip? At this point, it just it dips yeah. the roll of the die, Whatever. dude. Every time you turn it anyway. on, it's a new trip. Yeah. Every time you crank it over, new trip. It will be your coffin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's okay with me. 
That's fine. It's a roomy coffin. <laughs> you got you got you got room to take take us all down with you. Yeah. He almost did remember. Oh, yeah. that's true. His coffin what? sleeps seven <laughs> permanently. Yeah. What's wrong with your microphone, Shinky? It's on. Hmm. Is it? That was what's wrong. Yeah. With it. Yeah. It was, <clears throat> Stay really close to it, will you? I don't know what's going on over there. So we'll see. I, I've talked to Jamil about the whole situation, and him okay. and I are in agreement. That you need a jack? We drive it. <laughs> that to be careful? I just I just drive it until it, it deteriorates to the point it, it cannot be driven. So yeah, yeah. I will mm. potentially just leave pieces of it along the way. And uh, once... You know, the entire mm-hmm. box falls off the drivetrain or whatever happens. Yeah. I just, I, I pull the plates, I remove the VIN number, and I leave it right there on the side of the road. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a convertible at that point. Yeah. So if the weather's drive. nice, I can at least d- keep going a little right. bit. Right. Yeah. Just drive the chassis. Yeah. Spray, pray free candy on the side and <laughs> walk away. I just, I want to circle back yeah. to why you only purchased six tires. <laughs> I already replaced uh, two. Oh, okay. About, about okay. two years ago, I replaced the fronts already. You should so replace the spare fine. also. No, the spare's in good shape, and it's been in inside of a bin, and I've inspected uh-huh. it with with my... Uh, uh, Level of expertise. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it works. The right. spare's fine. It got okay. us home. It's a little low on air. <laughs> Still? <laughs> oh my gosh, and that was a thing, too, trying to get air for oh, it. Oh man, I almost had to fight a guy. Well, you didn't have RV air somewhere? Well, the, <laughs> the way that the valve stems are, you can't really get to them very easily. Huh. It's a whole thing. Uh, sounds like it. But worse than that, I know, here, a little education for you California drivers. Okay. By law, the California gas stations must provide you oh. with air and water. But you'll notice that many of them charge you for said services, but they're not really supposed to do that. Right. Now, there may or may not be this loophole where you're supposed to like buy gas or something from them, but I don't even think that's a thing. Yeah, that's what right. they usually say. Right. If you buy gas, it's free. But I don't even think that's a fucking thing. So this, this has always annoyed me. Yeah. Well, it really annoyed Beardy. So we get to the gas station, and I'm like, look, I'm not going to fight with a guy. I got like a buck, which gives me enough. It gave me like two pounds of air. <laughs> so now we got to go in. I'm out of quarters. And I'm not about to give this guy my money. And, and anyway, the guy won't do it. Beardy had to like fight with him. <laughs> And like, I think he pulled up the law on of his phone, he did. and he probably like, had it ready, you know, <laughs> in a folder in Google Drive. Right. Things to argue with other people about, and there's yeah. screenshots of everything he can conceive of. So the guy begrudgingly was like, "I'll give you one session." Oh my god! You know, um, so I wanted to light that yeah. place on fire yeah. too. Yeah, I was ready to back up and pump one cent of gas into my RV. <laughs> yeah. And like, okay, now I need some air. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, call cops. I'm sure the cops have nothing better to do. Yeah. Sir, give the man free air. Jesus. It's always a fiasco. And uh, anyhow, I, I don't know. I'm feeling confident. I, uh, you know, these things are, are minor. And um, I think the old girl's going to do all right. Bev's going? <laughs> that was the other, so rude. The other one. Oh. The one that's the size of a house. <laughs> Bev's going? <laughs> Wow. The RV is the site. He said it. Stop it. I didn't say it. Yeah. (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) Me? All of you. I didn't do anything. She's a PR person. I just called you old. All right. So if all goes well, we'll be seeing you at HomebrewCon. Uh, More beer has brought you this session, and uh, they've teamed up with the great John Palmer to make 27 beer kits based on the recipes found in Brewing Classic Styles, written by Palmer and Jamil. These kits are true to style and are within the BJCP guidelines, enabling them to be easily entered into that upcoming upcoming competition. Um, Buy two kits and get fast and free shipping from More Beer. Go to morebeer.com and thank them for sponsoring us. On today's program, we've got Lakefront Brewing. 
Brewery from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, on the show with us. Uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Russ and Jim Klish. They're the, the founders. Uh, founded in, in 1987, by the way. Oh, that's way Whoa. back. Right. So uh, we're talking to a couple of the pioneers in, in craft beer. That's not even a real year. That never, <laughs> year never happened. We're going to talk to their uh, brewer and special projects manager, too. We got uh, Tyler and Derek are also going to be on the show. So we've got a lot to do, and they sent us a bunch of beer. And they even sent beer specifically for, for the cast of the show. They sent a style for me. They sent a style for JP. Um, they did not send a style for Kim Shimke. Oh. They sent cheese curds, I'd, which apparently didn't arrive. Yeah, I've nobody's seen any. I will make sure that you get them. But yeah. I have in writing. He sent them to me. Bev pulled, and a, Bev. Bev pulled a Moscow. I would never do right. that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. First I, of all, uh, you're already making jokes about how fat I am. I mean, I'm not going to eat a... 37 pounds of cheese curds. Well, well, then where did the cheese curds go? They're still in the mail. First of all, mm. Warren made a joke. And second of all, why are you being sexist about it? They're in the post. <laughs> I literally hate you. Thank you. Justin just threw it up there waiting for someone <laughs> Shut to up, slam Warren. it down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else do I have to do right now? How about some announcements? Announcements are brought to you today by Drake's Brewing, uh, Drake's Brewing Company. Uh, Tasty, you seen their new Flyway Pills on the shelves? I have seen that. It's a nice beer. I tasted it. It's great beer. Yeah, I agree. I've almost always buy Drake's still. Um, it's a good. They know what they're doing. 1500 IPA, and then I saw the Flyway Pills the yeah. other day, so I grabbed that. Another good beer from them. Good. So the announcements uh, brought to you by Drake's. You can go to drinkdrakes.com. Our anniversary party, BNA Lucky 13. Tickets are on sale right now. You can go to thebrewingnetwork.com. It's up in Portland, Oregon. Uh, it's the closing party to HomebrewCon. Um, it's not at Sassy's. Okay. Oddly enough. Mm. It doesn't start there. Yeah. It definitely finishes there. <laughs> um, but it is at Base Camp Brewing Company. Um, we're putting on a big street party. We're shutting down the streets, getting a bunch of breweries in there and some music. And also, we've got a pretty killer raffle shaping up. Um, the more beer guys have donated a brewery automated brewing system, wow. which nice. is an expensive item. Yeah. They've donated a uh, glycol chilling system, which will work with any home fermenter. Um, and they've donated a year's worth of malt. Wow. Blickman has donated a, uh, a conical fermenter, but it's, the spe- it's a cornicle. Oh, geez. It's the one where the corny keg converts into a conical fermenter type of situation. Yeah. They're donating that. Um, and I got more donations coming in all the time. And you get raffle tickets just by purchasing yeah. a ticket. Um, we're also going to sell additional raffle tickets, but you must be present to win. So you got to buy a ticket to BNA 13. The VIP passes are almost entirely sold out already. So you probably only got another couple of days to do that. So VIP hour, it gets you in an hour early. You get some more private time to hang out with us. You get a meal. Um, and I think we're going to bring in some special beers, too. So uh, get your VIP ticket. And uh, otherwise, just grab a ticket and join us there. Um, all right. You can support us by doing your Amazon shopping. Just click the Amazon button on the home page. Uh, you can do that both uh, for the U.S. and the U.K. Um, not the Australians. I don't trust them. 
So I didn't uh, I didn't set up Amazon for that. <laughs> we got a couple of Aussies in the studio with us, so we'll be making fun of them all night. Subscribe and join the BN Army. Just click the uh, donate button on the homepage. It enters you into the More Beer monthly donation giveaway, which is a chance for 100 bucks to spend at More Beer. And uh, it's a great way to support us and all the content we do. Uh, get all these updates and more and other things on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can send your show ideas over there, too. JP and Bevo uh, book our shows. They do a great job of it, so uh, make your case for who you want to hear on the show. Uh, don't just send us every Tom, Dick, and asshole uh, you know that, that just opened up or doesn't have any credentials. This is a, this is a high-quality show here. It's you gotta, true. you got to have some pedigree to be on the show. Yeah. But you can send your ideas over to feedback. Some dog food. Yeah. yeah. Do we have a Twitter game? We do. <clears throat> great. Twitter game is brought to you today by the Wine and Hop Shop. Go to wineandhop.com. Dot com. They've been locally owned and operated for over 40 years, and most items ship within 24 hours. BN listeners get $8 flat rate shipping on orders under 25 pounds. Just put BN shipping in the notes field of the shopping cart. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin uh, residents, order your homebrew supplies online at wineandhop.com and pick them up at Working Draft Beer Company, located on Wilson Street, right across from Central Park. They'll waive the shipping, and you get half off your first beer. That's kind of cool. You order your uh, homebrew supplies online, pick them up at a brewery. Yeah, that's not too bad. Check it all out at wineandhop.com. What's our Twitter game? Well, as you know, the World Cup of Soccer, otherwise known in the rest of the free world as football. Football. Or footy. Footy. You can do footy. You can do football. Um, But you can't do soccer in the rest of the world because then everyone's going to know you're American. Because for some reason... We don't know what's going on. Yeah. But anyway, so I was just wondering, uh, generally, most people in America don't tend to really care about soccer. So what right. do we care about less than soccer? Hmm. The Brewing Network. The Brewing, right. <laughs> I will say this has already pissed off. I've already gotten a couple of people going, oh, it's 2018, we're still tweeting bullshit like this. Oh. It's a fucking game. It's a joke. Okay. Relax. Sure. I've been watching World Cup every fucking match, so it's fine. I said most people, <laughs> well, you know, Americans have purchased more tickets than any country, so I guess it appears that we and, and, uh, we uh, like uh, it a great deal. Dear. Okay. That's not how you win a Twitter game. I, right. <laughs> yeah, you want a yeah. T-shirt you never get? Well, guess what? That's how you get sent a middle finger. <laughs> right. Just relax, everybody. Calm down. Okay. So what was the game again? I don't remember, oh. actually. Uh, <laughs> no, the World Cup is upon us. Name one thing Americans in general care about less than soccer. Okay. Thank got you. it. Thank you. All right. All right, let's do some feedback. Feedback's brought to you today by the Beer Law Center. Go to BeerLawCenter.com. They protect my trademark. They can do the same for you or help you with your brewery filings. They can do it all over at BeerLawCenter.com. Dave writes in... um he says, FYI, the session has not been updating on both Stitcher and Google Play. Uh, most recent show was the Flat Tail Show. Uh, but I have been able to download the, the past two shows through the website. So, Dave, I looked into this for you today, and I'm showing all of our episodes on both Google Play and Stitcher. <laughs> so uh, this was a problem about a month ago when we did some changes to our website, but we got that fixed, and I'm still seeing everything. So if any other listeners are experiencing this problem, uh, feel free to send that into feedback. Um, I'm happy to look further into it, but when I looked at both sites, I'm seeing the most recent shows. Um, okay. And then J.P. Dickman writes in. Wait a second. Yeah. Name's Dickman, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. You would think. <laughs> I'm cursed myself. 
he says, well done, folks. Lately, the BN has been on a somewhat negative tone regarding the state of craft beer. Bullshit. And this show totally broke the streak. What show is he talking about by this show, do you think? Um, I be- tales? I, be- <laughs> it, I believe it was the New Realm show okay. with Mitch Steele. Mitchell oh. Steele, if I can call him that. Okay. It was a great show. Our last show we just had. Got it. All right. He says, this broke that streak. Don't misunderstand. I don't think the tone of late is inappropriate, as it echoes things I've been noticing as well. I'm simply glad to hear an episode that helps temper the sometimes cloudy outlook on craft beer with some good old-fashioned beer talk. Uh, secondly, please give Doc his own show. I want so badly to listen to that nonsense. It could possibly make less sense than lunch me. <laughs> Doc, of course, still on a Brewing Network hiatus until someone figures out how to translate him. Tell someone to figure out how to get to hiatus, because we don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then lastly, a question for the Jippers. Yes. You said in an earlier episode uh, on May 25th of 2016, about 20 minutes in. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Uh, about. That you, wow, have you been complaining about hazy IPAs since 2016? He says that you would be more oh, okay with hazy IPAs if they had a style where they could exist without creeping on some other styles groove. Uh-huh. Albeit, you said, uh, don't call them IPAs. Okay. And don't call them juicy. That's stupid. Okay. This, these were, he has quotation marks. Right. And, um, both of, uh, but both of which the style guide did. They called right. it both those things. Okay. So now that there's a style guide for them, what do you think? I, understood, I understand your taste buds and sensibilities won't change. I yeah. simply wonder if your life has gotten easier or harder or remained the same since the BJCP inducted the style. No. Considering that the two things that I thought were stupid are still stupid and still exist, I think it's a stupid style. Okay. I think if you call it an IPA, and actually we talked about this on the New Realm show. Mitch is in full agreement with me. Okay. That it should not be called IPA because guess what? It's not an IPA. And it does damage to IPA and does a disservice to, I think, craft in whole because people who are coming into craft beer and look at the hazy piece of trash as an IPA and then they look a clear piece of trash as an IPA because... They're both trash. Um, they're not going to know the difference. Yeah, they're going to think that. Well, well, it, it couldn't. It, it doesn't matter if one's clear and one's not. And uh, I think that's bad. So, based on that, would you say your life has gotten easier, harder, or remain the same? I think it's gotten harder okay. because it hurts it's even more. more legitimate. Yeah, because yeah. it legitimizes a terrible thing that we're doing to each other. Yeah, quite frankly, and to ourselves mentally and physically. Right. Yeah. Oh. No. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you to J.P. Dickman. <laughs> he says, keep up the half-hearted work. We might give it a shot. <laughs> uh, then there's one about an episode of Dr. Homebrew missing. I'll go fix that. I saw the problem you noted. Thanks for, for pointing that out. Um, I'll get that going for you. And finally, uh, this was an interesting one I got. It was very short, um, slightly aggressive, and um, and I, I and I felt out of, out of place. But Kenneth wrote in... Um, Really, you guys have way too many ads as it is, but please cut the porn ad out. Insert yet another beer ad if you must. Not all of your listeners are adolescent adults, and some have kids in the car. From Kenneth. Well, first of all, Kenneth. First mistake. Yeah. If yeah. That's your real yeah. name. Um, we've already said the F word and eat, talking about, we talk about a lot of stuff on this show. So if you don't already know that, right. you know, we're going to go there. Second of all, we're not saying graphically what you should do with Climax Gel. So if you can't talk to your kids about what a Climax is, then you're a terrible father. 
<laughs> you can't find the volume on your radio. Well, now these are my sentiments. Uh, I, I would like to say first that we don't advertise porn on our website. Right. Uh, adult free DVDs. Our, you do get free <laughs> adult DVDs, but yeah. we're also but we're advertising a service. Correct. That, uh, so that you don't have right. to go be the creep at the corner store. Uh, by the way, it's Adam and Eve, and mm-hmm. you go to adamandeve.com right now. Yes. And you use coupon code BNARMY, uh, and you get the DVDs, and you get the Climax Gel, and you get the free shipping, and you get the 50% off any one item. Um, Speaking about it's that. It's really a great service. It is a great service. A lot of our listeners love it. That's why, yeah, that's yeah. why they still advertise. Speaking about that code, I think it's a dirty code, because it says be in. I want to be in. It's, it's insinuating that you want to be in the other person, and so no. it's... I don't like it. No, not so just the person, the whole worse. army. So it's, so it's BN. I want to be in the whole army. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do. I think that you can get that video at half off. Oh, oh. that's yeah. one of the DVDs? Cover your kids' yeah. ears. But second of all, it says right on iTunes when you download the show, explicit. Explicit. Um, and so uh, while I have sympathy that you're you're right, not all of our listeners are adolescent adults like we are. I'll I'll happily sure. I'll happily own that. Um, in fact, the day I grow up entirely yeah. is probably about 24 hours before you find me hanging in my garage. Um, so the. I, I get that, but you should know better than to listen listen to the show with the kids in the car. Yeah, that's not on me. Right, that's on you. I mean, that's like right. you know. Do you also put on all the R rated shit you watch on TV on the television when the kids are running around? That's Ice not my Cube, fault. Natural Born Killer on repeat, long yeah. drives to Disneyland. Let's go. I have done my best to let you know who we are, mm-hmm. and I've been letting you know that for thirteen years. Right. So that whole argument just doesn't work with me. Uh, my suggestion. Rather than me removing the "quote unquote" porn ad, right. um, would be to not listen to my show around uh, children. Hmm. Uh, also, I have to note, uh, especially since you, you point out that we already have too many ads, and, and then there's the porn ad. Um, the only reason that we exist today to give you information is because of the ads. It's just the nature of the beast. It's kind of like watching TV, right? Like, yeah. uh, you got to sit through the ads, and I, I don't really like it either. If y'all paid me more through the donate button, I would happily remove the ads. But I'm not asking you to do that. I'm giving you yeah. free programming. Those of you who donate are wonderful human beings who I think are smart and handsome and intelligent and, um, and are pretty and beautiful and probably. are doing good things for the world. Um, and the rest of you, listen to the ads and shut the fuck up. That's basically what I think about that. So, Kenneth. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Good luck out there in podcast land. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I would like to thank you for giving me the opportunity to do my Adam and Eve live read during content of the show. Yeah, that you are let waiting go, to hear. Let me go check that off my yeah, ad list. Yeah. Thank you, porn ad. <laughs> I mean, right. if you get a thing for free and then you can't, I feel like you you have no right to complain about like ads. Like I feel that way with you when you download an app yeah. and you get a little pop up or yeah, whatever yeah. at the bottom. I can't complain about this. I got it for free and it's providing me a, a service of knowledge. So I, I, what right. am I going to do? Cry about it? I will say, like, uh, I, I do wish we could we could have less ads. Uh, honestly, uh, you know, I don't I don't like listening to a ton of ads. Sure. But a uh, all of the ads are relevant. Even the porn ad. 
I mean, let's be honest. It's pretty relevant to our audience. But they're all relevant to brewing, uh, number one. But unfortunately, the industry just isn't ready to pay uh, larger amounts for for less ads. In other words, if I could charge quadruple what I charge for a single ad, I could have less ads. Mm -hmm. But we have found over the years that it's hard enough to to get uh, uh, smaller amounts of, of cash from advertisers. So... So we do a lot, and I hope you don't mind listening to it. And we do try to to tailor it to to stuff you're interested in. I mean, I would I'd recommend listening to some of the ads, uh, like the Poncho's Keg Cooler we got going on right now. That's a pretty sweet ad. Uh, I, uh, I mean, because like how jockey, does that go again? Well, jockey boxes can be frustrated. <laughs> Tell me about it. But luckily, there's a solution, and that's Poncho's Keg Cooler. Wait, what? Well, it's an elegant option for serving cold beer at social gatherings. Go continue. Imagine a water cooler tall enough and with enough room inside to fit a five-gallon corny keg, uh-huh. including um, a two-and-a-half-pound CO2 tank and a regulator. Well, you got my meat on swole already, bro. Keep going. Add a beer faucet to that, and you've got a kegerator on the move. You've got Poncho's Keg Cooler. Damn. Now available at ponchosbrewinglab.com. Get $20 off your Poncho's Keg Cooler purchase by using the code BNET, B-N-E-T. For additional information or answers to frequently asked questions like, how awesome is this fuck? Thing, right? Go to ponchosbrewinglab.com. How much climax See, gel comes was with Was that though? an ad? Well, that was a suggestion for a cool piece of equipment that a home brewer might be interested in. Actually, oh. I wasn't really listening. Can you repeat it? I, <laughs> I need to know. Now, Tasty, I in the early years, um, when you were in your 70s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like many years ago. Yeah, and I used ago. to go to homebrew events with you. You yeah. always do the orange cooler thing. Oh, yeah, that's but, but it was a pain in the ass because, like, you, you know, the keg stuck out yeah, and it, the, the, the regulator was separate. Kept the bottom half cold, but not the top. This took takes that, no, all perfect. of that no, technology no. and puts it in one container. No, I'm going to look at it. I, was, I thought about, uh, some time ago, I thought about forming a company where I would buy Sixtals from breweries and, and, and do like a... A service for for homes, right? Yeah. I come in, I do that, but I provide the cooler. This sounds perfect. It's the same, almost the same diameter as the keg itself. It's right. made for a corny keg. Whereas most kegerators are big boxes. Where do you put it? Yeah. Oh, look, I'm interested pa- in this device. Poncho figured it out. Go to ponchosbrewinglab.com. All right. What do you think about well, if if, <laughs> if someone goes, you know what, like like Kenneth, I think his name was, or whatever. Yeah. Uncle Steve, let's call him. Sure. Um, I don't like the Adam and Eve live read. How much is it? I'm going to pay you that much money to never read it again. Okay. What do you think? Would you do that? Yes. Okay. And then we don't mention him because we don't give him a a shout out or whatever, because then that that would just be buying like buying another ad for homie and his kid or whatever. Yeah. So that's an option, I guess. If you don't like something, we're always for sale. And if you don't like content, I guess you can buy it off there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. Like, uh, I'll swap out, you know, for I'd rather add to it, you know. Right. Um, But, yeah, exactly. Now, here I'm being serious. In principle, you're asking me to to give money back. You're asking me to not accept money for the service that we provide by telling me that you don't appreciate this sponsor Mm -hmm. because your kids are in the car. And if you really, and I, I mean this, if you if you look at that intellectually, it's an it's an unfair request. It's uh, it's just not right. Uh, you, you can't tell somebody who who does this for a living to not take money, so that you 
can have a more comfortable ride with your children. Right. Essentially, yeah. JP can't have money for his kids because your kids are sensitive about the word climax. There you go. Yeah. And uh, now, that being said, we do, like, curate the ads. You know, I don't go out to, like, State Farm Insurance. And, you know, like, there. if you think about it, there, there could be tons of ads that would maybe not be offensive but completely irrelevant to your life and your lifestyle and the reason that you listen to this program. So we at least curate what you hear. But that's about as far as I can go, to be honest. I mean, I'm, there's very little I'm going to say no to. Yeah. You know? I hear State Farm pays pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't. This segment brought to you by Burt's Beeswax. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. And again, I don't really feel like the Adam and Eve ad is all that outside of our uh, ding-dang, you know? Because it... It, number one, it has been in the past because we've gone off because it's fun and we're sophomore. Yeah. But it could also be a lot more uh, intense, shall we say? Right. Um, but it's, it's just it's generalized talk. It's fine. Your kids are fine. It's You're fun fine too. By the way. You're all right. Like you ever hear some of the one-offs that Tasty throws out during that commercial? Lighten up and listen, and you might get a chuckle out yeah. of it. Right. Yeah. You appreciate the humor. <laughs> all right. Anyway, Kenneth. Sorry, I can't help you more than that. Thanks for writing in. Yeah, yeah. But. Uh, uh, there you go. That's you're life. Welcome. We know where you're coming. All right. Hey, you heard of Neshemini Creek Brewing Company? <laughs> uh, no. Never. I heard actually, they said beer, though. Actually, I can probably move this around because I just knocked out a couple. Of <laughs> yeah. What did I knock out? Oh, I did. Uh, what do they make there at Neshemini yeah, Punch. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll move Neshemini. Well, they make a... Never mind. We'll get that covered a little later in the program. All right. Um, we're going to take ourselves a break. Do it. Yeah. But when we come back, wait right there. Put the headphones on your children. We've got Lakefront Brewery. 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 From Milwaukee, Wisconsin on the program. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa 
Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. the program thanks a lot for sticking with us this segment right now is brought to you by craftbeer.com celebrating the vast and varied landscape of american craft beer visit craftbeer.com's beer travel section to find your next beercation destination yeah all right as promised we've got lakefront brewery uh on the program with us and we should have russ and jim klish uh they're the founders and troublemakers at the brewery probably uh you guys there we're here. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on. Thanks, guys. So, look, I got to jump right in. 1987. You yeah. guys, you were thinking about craft beer before most people were thinking about craft beer. Well, I was like to say we're on the back end of the first wave of craft beer. There were some that were out there, but uh, yeah, okay. we were certainly one of the, the, the first in the region here. What got you into it? Were you guys homebrewers? Yeah, we were homebrewers. I moved in at my brother's birthday was coming up, so I bought him a book on how to make beer, and he went and made some beer, which I thought looked like hell. But um, <laughs> How did it but, taste? Uh, it yeah. didn't taste too bad, so I figured yeah. if he did that good, I could do better, and uh, I made some. And, and we uh, both started entering local contests and local awards, and um, friends started telling us, you guys should open up a brewery. Yeah, it's the old homebrewer's dream, you know? Right. <laughs> what What was your uh, career path before dropping everything to open a brewery? Well, I was a cop. Okay. Nice. <laughs> All right. And I worked as an uh, engineer for a battery company, yeah. uh, uh, John's Controls, so, an automotive battery. Yeah, Russ was an engineer, so he knew how to put a system together. And Excellent. Um, I knew how to do other things. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys remember any of your homebrew recipes? Um, well, basically, you know, we, we try to emulate um, beer that was out there. You know, there, there weren't that many craft beers. A lot of them were uh, imports. Uh, um, I, I had a, a liking for Anchor Steam. Okay. Know, obviously a craft beer, you know, a, a storied, storied, very storied beer in the, in the craft beer history. And uh, I, I always tried to replicate or come as close as I could to um, the Anchor Steam, uh, Steam Amber. And so um, that's what I, I would always model my homebrew after. You know, it's, it's basically, it. I, I tried to make it as a straight lager, but um, you know, not a hybrid beer like theirs. But uh, tried to get the, uh, the ABVs and uh, you know the, the color and the, the hopping uh, similar and malt bill. But you were making it a, a true lager using lager yeast. Uh, yeah, okay. definitely. And did so you had uh, back then. Temperature controlled fermentation. I mean, you had a full setup then. 
well, basically in the early days of the brewery, back, you know, home brewing, it was uh, not quite that uh, explicit. You were, we were, you know, basically doing with whatever we could. You know, the equipment isn't anything like you've been discussing today. Okay. I remember we were, we were fermenting. We basically had a 55-gallon drum at start in another tank, and we would take city water and uh, have it as a jacket on the outside. So it'd be like a tank inside of a tank. Mm-hmm. Got it. We would okay. just regulate the flow of the water to make sure the temperature was right. And this was for the home brewery, sorry, you're saying? No, that was when I first started. The home brewery, we just put it on the basement floor. It's cold enough in Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. Okay. So... You, your friends tell you, hey, you guys should open a brewery, but I'm imagining that there wasn't a lot of examples around, and, and maybe banks weren't really lending for that sort of thing. Like, what what was your plan, and, and how did you get started? Uh, I remember writing about a uh, half a page or page uh, business plan, asking for like a quarter million dollars. I thought banks might give it to me. I didn't understand back then that you had to have money to borrow money. Right. Uh, I'll turn this down, so... We decided to do instead of try to build a big brewery, build a brewery as small as possible to lose the least amount of money. Okay. We found an old bakery building down the street, and that's when we started cobbling together our, uh, our what we called our Frankenstein operation because every piece <laughs> of equipment lived and died a previous life. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. And and how well received was that initial brewery and the beers you guys were putting out? Initially, we were uh, really well. We were like in a bohemian type of neighborhood, and uh, people really embraced us right off the bat. It was a neighborhood that had a lot of corner bars, an old uh, ethnic neighborhood in Milwaukee. So uh, it was a source of pride for the region, and uh, we were, for the first couple of years, selling everything we could make. And how many barrel system did you have then? When we first started out, we basically had a barrel and a half, but then we graduated to a seven-barrel system about a year later. Okay. Did yeah. you Were you able to, to purchase a, a seven-barrel system, or did you have to cobble that together, too? Oh, it's I remember cobble. buying a tank that had a, uh, a jacket on, or a, a burner on the bottom of it, and that ended up being a seven-barrel tank. So yeah. we just had a natural gas burner on the bottom of this tank, and I got a stainless welder in there, and they brought some, uh, put some fittings on what we needed, and and uh, started going from there. Then uh, found our old, um, old uh, mixer, and we uh, welded a blade to it to spin it around. And it, it, was, it was everything was built by hand back then. There was no no equipment dealer that to work with. Yeah, right. first fifteen years, everything came from the junkyard. Wow. Or uh, you know, dairy farms or uh, scrap equipment. Yeah. yeah, you were making stuff that didn't even exist. Probably at the time. I mean, you know. Yeah. Certainly on a budget. So, did, so you yeah. visited, so you visited yeah. like other breweries to find out how, what equipment you were trying to, to make, basically? I mean, there wasn't yeah, a lot of literature. Was, when I was working for John's Controls, I was a traveling engineer. I had to go around and install equipment. So I always went and, yeah. and looked at some other old breweries and see how they did. I remember I the Ryan Hitchcock down in Plano, Texas, and went down there and saw how he cobbled together and oh. built, basically built this whole brewery by hand. Wow. It showed you it could be done. Yeah. yeah, and so we come back, you get ideas. That was the big thing about traveling back then. It wasn't just to try to taste the beer and see what they did. It was how, how they built their equipment. <laughs> no, you don't go to Pro yeah. Brewer for something. Yeah. There was no such thing. Uh, did you And did you sell you know pretty much all the beer just right over the counter there, or did you uh, start distribution pretty early? Oh, we were all distribution. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't have a tasting room uh, until 
Oh, wow. So far later. Okay. Yeah, is the concept... So, uh, sorry, is the concept of a tasting room, I don't say relatively new, but it seems to, it seems to me whenever I would visit breweries when I was first starting in craft beer, even in the late 90s, there weren't really too many tasting rooms. Right. But now mm-hmm. it's, it's, you have to have it in your business plan. But when you guys were starting, when you went to other breweries, were people, was there even a place to go and sample the beer? Or it was just production just to get it out and you go down the street, dude, and, and, and buy some beer? Well, what we basically had was the tour. And so mm-hmm. we bring people on in and uh, give them a tour of our place and charge them some money, send them home with a pint glass. And we made some money off of that on Saturday afternoons. But we really didn't have the staff or the people to like be open all seven days of the week. Yeah. Right. Early days, we weren't even bottling. It was all draft. Okay. You guys are like known for your tours, though. That, yeah, we, we have a good. Uh, we have a very good staff here for tours. So if you're ever in the area, please check us out. What's we, have, we give tours every day, and we have food every day. What's special about the? What's unique about the tours that makes you known for them? Well, I think um, no one has a script, so every person who's a tour guide uh, just sort of. Um, uh, develops their own line. You know, there's some guidelines that they follow, but it, it definitely isn't corporate. There, there's nothing scripted about it. Uh, we have cr- uh, creative, young, uh, very hip uh, tour guides that, that kind of push the envelope a little bit with the um, the bantering that they do, um, you know, on the tour. And it's a lot of fun. It's a, a very uh, uh, convivial uh, atmosphere once you walk in. Uh, if you visit the place, it's like a beer hall. Um, so, you know, it's, it's the whole experience. You know, you see people coming in as strangers, and then uh, when they're leaving, they're exchanging email addresses and discussing what bar they're going to go together. So, nice. <laughs> so they really yeah. embrace the full beer hall thing, where they even play polka? Well, uh, we do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Friday nights, we have a polka band. So I was there just last August of last year, um, and you guys were so much fun. And I think the the cool thing about your tours is, like, they're super interactive. They're very high energy. You can clearly tell that the people like what they do. And I've been to some breweries that are, like, known for their personality, um, one particularly in Delaware. And I was very disappointed in the tour. Oh. Yeah. I was thinking, like, oh, clearly this is going to be, like, super fun, high energy. I was sorely disappointed. And then you go to a place like Lakefront and, you know, I mean, in the Midwest, I think Lakefront is a bigger name than they are here on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, people are like the, there's weights, like really long weights to be there. Um, you have to of, lift weights? Yeah. I mean, uh, you have to be able to bench press at least 100. That sucks. I can I'm never out. make so it. Yeah. Wow. I'll be changing a tire in the parking lot. So it's a bunch of bros on this tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just I, a really I got an RV jack for you there. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll be stopping by there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be new problems by the time I get there. <laughs> Let me now talk to me about the brewery now, right? Because you're, you're telling us about this, you know, the Frankenstein's, Frankenstein start, and, and, and now it must be very different. It is. I mean, we about a third of our equipment is still used. We still have a uh, what I call mud of a brew house, where we have five different pieces of equipment, all made by a different manufacturer. But uh, they are some nice pieces still. Uh, and we about more than uh, half our cellar uh, is some used equipment. Other ones are brand new, but we do have a brand new KHS filler, uh, which is very nice, uh, and uh, KHS uh, keg filler. So we do. We are upgrading as we go along. 
and every piece of equipment we have now is, was built for the brewing industry as compared to at one time a lot of it was built for the, the dairy industry got it now let me ask you this uh you know as an entrepreneur, I, I read a lot of a lot of articles about other entrepreneurs, and and I think about it sometimes. Having you know, we started this thing in in my garage, and now we have this fancy studio that's in a bar. Um, but do you, do you think back though at those times where you're struggling and and piecing it together, and and maybe in the moment it was a pain in the ass because you're just trying to move forward and grow. But do you think back and go like, but man, those were the good, like that's when it was the most fun. In a way, you're, you're right. Uh, back in the early days, we were like missionaries of beer. Right. You know, we're kind of <laughs> out there trying to tell people what craft beer was and exposing them to it. You know, now it's just become so much of a business. Right. You know, or, um, everything is, is numbers and uh, uh, promotions and... Um, you know, image and, you know, you can just do the whole litany of things. Sure. So, you know, back then we were, we were innovative and we were cutting edge and now we're trying to keep up. <laughs> right. Well, and I'm not even saying that you would like want to go back to it. That's not what I mean. But it's almost like the struggle was, was more. It was part of the fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was more exciting or something. It's almost like you, you were telling people about beer and now your customers are trying to tell you about beer. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to educate you about craft beer as if you don't already know. Right. Which, I, you know, I don't know. That's what I see, at least anyway. And now saying the consumer is overconfident in their knowledge. <laughs> They're trying to tell you how to make your beers better. Yeah, like they like you have consumers refuting styles that are established by trade organizations. <laughs> well, well, you, you have a big uh, homebrew contingent in your listening audience. And I am really respectful of the what the homebrewing uh uh, community has become right now. I mean, there are very well educated people, and I, I just love listening to them. You know, I, I learn when I talk to homebrewers at festivals. You see that, JP? There's another perspective there. You, he, he, For, uh, he learns. He learned. <laughs> well, uh, you know, apparently um, I learned more than he did, I guess. I don't know. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, uh, but he cares more than I do. Right. It, it's pretty mm. that, That's what's clear. Yeah. Uh, you guys care more about, uh, about making beer Everything. than I do. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Well, we do have a couple of beer of your beers in front of us. Uh, thank you for sending these. Um, it looks like you guys sent one specifically for me, your German-style Pilsner, which I'm about to taste for the first time. Can you tell us a little about this beer? Uh, yeah, the beer is made with uh, Pilsner malt from Best. It's an acidulated malt. Uh, Pearl and Spalt are the, the hops that go in there. And so it's a true German-style Pilsner. I don't feel uh, it's, it's overly hopped, a nice little bite to it. Germans like thing in balance, and I, I always think that if you can uh, drink two and you want a third, yeah. it's a great beer. And, I, and when I drink this one, that's that's what I think. I I agree with you. This I also feel like, you know, you mentioned it's not too overly hopped. It, it almost falls in between like a Hellas and a Pilsner. Hmm. It's got a great noble hop character, uh, as it should, but I don't know, the the backbone is a little, which is a good thing, a little bit Hellas-like to me, too. It's a great style you guys brewed. A little malty? Yeah, a little bit. A little, oh, yeah. a little sweet malt character, as it should have. Um, and then, as you say, balanced with those with those noble hops. What do you think, Tasty? I think it's got a really unique Pilsner character. Uh, best malts I'm not familiar familiar with that. Is that is that a U.S. grown or and, and kilned? 
No, I, I believe it's from Belgium. Belgium. It's a Belgian dance. Well, okay. Not, 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 it's, yeah, it's definitely European. Yeah, so European style. So it's a lighter style. Yeah. It's a nice flavor. We think that's a the best taste in Pilsner malt out there. It's not all cloudy. Is your unfilter machine broken? Or, um, <laughs> I don't know. No, our, our centrifuge spins very well. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It clarifies it. What was that in its previous life? <laughs> it, was, it was just uh, sitting in the tank when, when he used to buy bulk, uh, uh, um, dairy tanks. We could buy them for a dollar a gallon way back then, so you could oh. let a beer sit in there for four to six uh, weeks. Oh, and yeah. then clarify, and that's how we used to do it. In the good old days, too. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I I would love to have seen them, uh, Frankenstein, together at Centrifuge. <laughs> right. It's literally a bomb. <laughs> they got the a bunch of bicycles. Yeah, yeah bicycles. Hooked up to a bucket. <laughs> Check it out. We got an old Tilt-A-Whirl. <laughs> yeah. Ross, keep riding, man. Yeah. It's not clear yet. Don't stop. Keep pedaling. Uh, this is a nice beer. And then you sent um, River West Stein beer for JP here. <laughs> Um, what is this beer? Well, that's an amber lager. And so I like to say it's a little balanced with the malt and the hop. You know, it comes in at 5.6% ABV. It has a couple of caramel malts in there, also a little roasted barley. Uh, we, we bitter it with the juice, and then we also have Willamette and Cascade for the uh, finishing hops, flavoring and finishing hops in there. So it, it kind of pours a... Uh, copper color, you know, and uh, it finishes with that uh, caramel malt flavor. And the aroma's great. Yeah. <clears throat> that caramel, the caramel malt nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I picked it up right away. That little chocolate, you can you can smell it. The color's beautiful. Yeah. yeah I really like great. that. Is Stein the, the, the style? Am I just not familiar? I, I've heard of it. No. It's not. Why, no, why, it's why, okay. A little bit of a story behind it, but uh, we... Uh, uh, just called it uh, Stein beer because you drink it from uh, Stein, and uh, that was before we realized that uh, a, a beer made with stones were were called Stein beer. So got it. Yeah. No, uh, no relationship to hot rocks. Okay, and that's <laughs> yeah. That's why I asked too because the, right when I saw Stein, I was like, wow, they, they're doing a hot rock beer. Right. Uh, How are you going to do that on a? Yeah. A barrel or more. I mean, come on. They do weird stuff in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is another really nice beer. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. Thank you for sending it. They're both really clean, uh, fermented well, so you guys have that dialed in. Um, I know we're going to talk to your brewers here in our next segment, yeah, too, so right. we'll, we'll dive into those, some of the yeast and all that. Those are our legacy beers. Those uh, essentially the first two beers we started out with uh, at the brewery. Really? So from day, day one, it was those that you're tasting now and and how and are the smooth, how do the sales of these beers rank in your portfolio now all these years later the river west is our, our number one selling beer wow that we have out there it's about 30 percent of our production the pilsner is, is very always very steady about five percent ten percent of our portfolio that surprises me. That's one thing I love about the Midwest is their love of amber lagers. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, okay. and there are quite a few breweries like this that, that do it really well also. Yeah. Because it's smooth, man. All yeah. those all those malts come together. You still get a lot of flavor. Yeah. But it just coasts right on, man. It's easy drinking. Yeah. yeah. I really cloying, enjoy it. But yeah. you get the caramel flavors. 
really nice. Yeah. I think that's something to be proud of, too. If For you, sure. If you opened this with this beer back in the late 80s, mm-hmm. and today it's still your best seller. I think that's a testament to a great beer. Yeah. I mean, ha- there's, a, there's a handful of those, right? You have your Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, right? That that has lasted since the beginning. Your Anchor, as, as they mentioned. Yeah. But I don't think there's a whole bunch of breweries that have their 1987 beer lost in as their number one. Yeah. It's either a great beer or you have extraordinarily old customers right now. (laughs) (laughs) They're like 85 going, I love it! It's amazing. owners. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. There's there's not... I mean, because we talk to breweries all the time that... Well, even the current craft climate, yeah. you have to change it up. Right. Yeah. And But sometimes you don't. Sometimes some breweries can lock in with a couple hits, and they just ride them out, and this is definitely one of those. And I could see why. Drinking it, you can you can easily tell. I would love that, because then I could just go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, we go all the way from uh, um, flagship beers, you know, to uh, one and done. So we yeah. have that, that whole uh, uh, portfolio out there. You yeah. have to. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Now, I have in my notes some interesting things, uh, n- not only about your company, but even just about the building that you're in now. You guys are in an old uh, ghost coal-fired <laughs> electricity electric plant. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Huh. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Is it clean coal or yeah. <laughs> no, dirty. not back then? No. Right. Tell me about this building and, and how you chose it and how you got that cleaned up. Uh, sounds it's interesting. Like our equipment, we got it real cheap. Okay. <laughs> right. But uh, they're going to tear it down, and uh, the city uh, didn't want to tear it down. They wanted to find somebody to go into it, and uh, they basically almost gave it to us. It was right on the uh, banks of the Milwaukee River. Back then, it was not a, uh, a positive thing to be on the river. Oh. It looked like more of a detriment, and today it's you know, completely opposite. So we are able to get the, uh, the building, and it has a lot of great old character in it, and 40-foot ceilings. Uh, nice. And one half of it, so it was great for brewing. Stand up huge tanks. Oh yeah, right in yeah. there, and, and uh, it just fits the image of the city perfectly. Big old industrial town, cream city brick, and uh, we we're lucky to get it, and it served us very well. The brewery is located real close to where the old Schlitz Brewery used to be, hmm. and for a short period of time, the Schlitz Brewery did own this. It helped power some of their concerns. <laughs> and the they actually had a tavern out in front of Tide House, so it, that would sell Schlitz beer. Nice. So that's some good history that's right there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it's been around the brew world. This little building. Yeah. So. I like it. And in, you also, you guys are, are very into to being local, and it sounds like you, you had been early on. And I don't just mean being the local brewery, but you guys have a line of beers that you produce that are hyper-local in terms of ingredients, too, right? Yeah, we had the uh, Wisconsinite. It was uh, the first all-indigenous beer, including the yeast. Um, but the hops are grown here. The malt was grown here. Of course, the water. And uh, I had a microbiologist who took some of our locally grown barley and just crushed it up, put it in a test tube, and it started to grow, and we were able to uh, single-sell some of the local yeast off it, which we made a batch of beer from. Wow. Is it a, would you describe it as a clean yeast or more of like a farmhouse yeast that you got out of that? It had a phenolic flavor to it or more of a Belgian style. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that, that, you, that you had, but it was was very interesting. We, we sold a lot of that beer. Well, it was several years ago we made it, but... Um, uh, but everybody loved it. People are still asking. And we're going to probably bring it back sometime this year as a little test batch or a little 
15, 20-barrel batch. Okay. That's cool. I think it's cool, but it also sounds difficult. I mean, unless I don't know your region very well, which is very possible. Like a difficult uh, sell? <laughs> uh, no, uh, to, to get enough ingredients all made in your oh. in your state. We have yeah. to dig through the permafrost. You know, I would say is what happens. Yeah, I would yeah. say that for almost any state, but also, you know, Wisconsin. So is growing barley and hops a, a popular thing there? Did you really have to dig for this? Uh, we, we found farmers that were able to do it. That's one of the reasons Milwaukee was such a great uh, brewing heritage town. Right. Okay. Had, had all the hops and barley, but, you know, is, is, can be grown here. Got it. That makes sense. State, so... And you must have great water too. If with being with all of those beer, you know, beer companies of yore being from Milwaukee, you must have awesome brewing water. Yeah, we do. I mean, it, um, the the mineral content is just right. From Lake Michigan, water is almost perfect to make a pilsner. Okay, hmm. excellent. Well, all these beers taste fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And the, you guys, I was reading this. This one surprised me too. You guys were one of the first, if not the first. Um, to do a gluten-free beer? Yes. When, yeah, did, when did you do that? When I'm curious because this whole gluten bullshit, I mean, thing uh, <laughs> seems to be so recent to me. Dietary concern. I'm, right. yeah, I'm, Health condition. I'm curious when you did this. Yeah, well, back in, in, in 2005, the people had the, the celiac condition, you know, really had, uh, you know, celiac. And, and, uh, uh, and my brewmaster's father was a celiac. And okay. I had this one doctor try telling me I should make this beer without mar- barley and malt. And I'm thinking, how in the world can you do this? And right. uh, uh, I asked uh, my, my head brewer about it. And he started telling me about the, the condition his dad had. He never really drank a beer with him and said, gosh, this would be great to, uh, to make a beer for my dad. So he started researching everything. And I found out that the government didn't have a policy for this style of beer because you can't call something beer without made with 25% malted barley. So back right. in 2005, went to the Craft Brewers Conference in Philadelphia, found the ATF booth there, talked to the head guys, and they said, uh, write me a statement of process, and we'll see what we can do. And that's what I did. And uh, 90 day, or 60 days later, it came back approved. <laughs> and we figured we, we had to brew the beer then. Yeah. We found some uh, some sorghum, some sor- sorghum syrup, and made the beer with that. And that's how we made the, the first gluten-free beer in the United States. Wow. And so now is that allowed under a brewing license? Nationwide, and you guys were just the first. Yeah, we. You can uh, right now. It's it's uh, what they call um, uh, FDA. It's under an FDA uh, uh, blanket right now. Some of the lower wine ciders, uh, anything that you see out there uh, that has to have a um, nutritional label on it, mm-hmm. is all from from there. So that that's where they they put this. So mm. we were one of the first people to work with them. Uh, on this, uh, and, and so it's not a, a, a TTV brew. Um, Got it. Huh. Interesting. At one point, this beer of theirs, this gluten-free beer, was the number one number one selling beer in all of British Columbia. Do I have that right, guys? Yeah, it, it was. It was the uh, yeah, number one uh, first first skew. This blows my mind, and I'm going to be honest with you. So I believe we were sent this beer. That we are going to try later on in the program. Okay. But, guys, I'm only going to try it if you'll allow me to give my honest opinion about it. And I'm not trying to be a dick here. I just, you guys know what I mean. This is difficult to make a yummy beer that's gluten free. But, first of all, be, yummy. To be the number one beer in, in British Columbia, that's, 
That seems crazy. There's to me. something to this yeah. beer. I think they're cooking the books. Really? They're of, cooking the books. Of all <laughs> <laughs> lion Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was number, number one, I think, American imported beer. Oh. Number one American import. Still. That's even better, I think. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think about this beer? And and by that I mean Do you reach for it? That's what I mean. Okay. You got you got a couple beers on the shelf there, guys. Do you ever grab your gluten free one? Oh yeah, I drink it. You do? Oh sure. It, it, it is. It has has a um it doesn't taste exactly like beer, but the flavor it has is, is very good. Okay. 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 It's a very refreshing beer. Uh, we'll serve it at beer festivals, and we don't tell people it's gluten-free, and they'll come back and ask for it. Oh, so nice. A couple times you tell them, well, you know, it's gluten-free, and all of a sudden they look at you like you're crazy. And, uh, right. That's good. You should do, way to do it. You should do the opposite also. <laughs> Not tell people it has gluten in it. Right. <laughs> On the other hand, I prefer German lagers, so I go more for the dunkels and the ambers. Okay. I got you. A lot of gluten. Well, I've had... I I've, like gluten. <laughs> Can I have extra gluten? Yeah, please, please. Yeah. Um, maybe a side of it. I, now I've had maybe two tasty uh, gluten gluten free beers mm-hmm. uh, in my tenure that you've uh, thought tasted like beer, or just yeah. that you enjoyed. That, yeah, both. Yes, both? to both. Oh, okay. I, I, I felt that it tasted enough like beer and and was enjoyable to drink. Okay. That was always the problem when uh, Plisse and I were trying to do gluten free beers at More Beer years ago. Hmm. They they didn't taste like beers. They were they were a different animal entirely. What would you just and and Russ and Jim, you guys too. If it doesn't taste like beer, what does it taste like? Can you put your finger on what the the flavor is? The ones, the stuff I, we were making, it was just water, like grain water. I see. It was like you know, like when you're um, when you're tasting the runoff, maybe to see when you should stop sparging. I never did it, but people do it. Um, that's what it kind of tasted like to me. We're just kind of low flavor because you can't really have a whole lot of. Like crystal malts and stuff, and at least that's what I thought at the time. Uh, maybe you can now because everything's killed and it kills the the enzyme or whatever. I I don't I don't know. I'm too dumb to figure it's it out. Like but you're saying they're wordy. They're, 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 they're not wordy. Like a, yeah, like no, wordy. not even that. No, really? just thin. Thin was not not a whole you lot of flavor. Couldn't get body into them. There was no, the, the, the hard part for us uh, where I left it was that it was it, you could you can't get any body. You're gonna in need it. long chains in there that would get yeah. Any, any, any what do you guys think, Ross and Jim? Well, I. You know, um, I, I taste a little green apple. I think it's a tad cidery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might get, you know, it's, it's definitely an effervescent beer. Um, it, it's fairly light. Um, and uh, I'm a little surprised the uh, ABV on that is 5%. So, you mm. know, it does have a bit of alcohol for as light of a beer as it is. Okay. I've sent Bevo to go get it. Do you mind if we taste it with you guys? Sure. Yeah, sure. we had it in the cold box. I figure we're talking about it. I want to. I want to taste this. I think gluten-free beers are interesting. Um, I, I'm interested to see where where everything goes because you know we have enzymes out now to do the brute beers and all these kind of different technologies, I guess, if you will. Yeah, the um, White Labs stuff. The so. White Labs Clarity Firm. Yeah. Now they don't. They can't claim that it makes it 100% gluten-free. No. But they can claim, I believe, I'm not speaking for them, by the way, this is what I remember, um, that it reduces it to an untraceable amount. Right. So to be gluten-free in America, federally, I think is what it is, it's under 20 ppm, I believe, of gluten, and then that's gluten-free. Well, and that's from the ingredients also. And so that's where the problem with the Clarity Firm comes in, Uh is because... Even if the clarity firm reduces it below the threshold, the fact that the gluten was there at oh. a higher than acceptable limit 
they can't claim it's kind of like how huh. it's kind of like the peanuts they have to claim that you know if you have a nut allergy a factory has to put on its label that like nuts were in the building yes. right right okay i see so it, I, I wonder where it will go um but i i agree with you there are there have been some beers that i've tasted that are gluten-free that are they don't taste like beer, yeah. But I think if you have the carbonation dialed in, um, I think that helps kind of a great deal, right? Um, so I'm see now I'm all excited to try this. Yeah. Well, we got it so in our class now, guys. I'm sure they're not as excited as we are because now they're like Jesus. <laughs> like, how do we get out of this phone call? <laughs> what are these, what's going on? Yeah. 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 What are these morons going to say Thank now? You. Let's send it to a break. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're tasting. All right. Well, anyway, we are we are certified gluten free. We are not gluten removed, so we're not making this out of barley. And you don't have gluten ever. Just, uh, oh, yeah. And so good. so it is a you know out of rice and sorghum is what you're what you're tasting. Mm-hmm. So I anybody see. that does have the condition, you know, can feel very confident in, in drinking this beer. It tastes like. Would you mind if I, I go? Would? Go ahead. Um, I don't. Uh, they might mind. It's, well, that's too bad. Uh, it tastes like a sweeter. American light lager, like uh, hmm. like mm-hmm. the way I would taste. Um, um, oh, what's the uh, not Pabst, but um, well, sh- oddly enough, um, Schlitz. Schlitz. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, like because it's that sweeter corn kind of thing for me, and I don't know if there's any corn or not. But um, and then um, you know, at the end, there's that little bit of that cidery thing, right? Um, but there is body. It's not a thin, watery thing at all. But along the lines of a of a of a light American lager, um, with a little more oomph to it. I'm glad you said that, JP. Thanks, Justin. And here's why. <laughs> no, well, I picked up on the cidery comment. I don't know if it was Ross or Jim that That's said That's totally it. strong. I'm getting that. And yeah. and so that was the first thing that I noticed. But as soon as you said American light lager, I think you're absolutely right. That's where the the beery side comes in. It just yeah. has that um, uh, crisp light. Um, thin, but mm-hmm. not overly thin flavor of an American light lager. Yeah. And then, yeah, the the cidery, it, it's it's more in the finish once I've noticed mm-hmm. the American. Like, a, the, like an ester, yeah. really. Yeah. This uh, is a good beer, guys. You did it. Someone in the chat wants to know if it's yummy or not. It's yummy. Okay. I would call it yummy. <laughs> in your tummy? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just, no. That's, that's, that's held off for a very special wow. place. Wow. Yummy in my tummy. Dunkaroos. <laughs> it's just yummy. Um, I can see. I'm, all right. I'm still shocked that in, in the entirety of British Columbia, uh, you know, this is the number one import. But I, I, it's a great beer. You know what this is? It's a, it's a boat beer. Oh, mm-hmm. it's a good boat beer. It's a good sun beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice clean finish. You could drink a lot of it, mm-hmm. and it's not so high in ABV that you couldn't drive the boat. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wonder if I should go gluten free for a week or so and see if some of my many ailments <laughs> yeah, are a gluten yeah. thing. No. Everyone else seems to the think human body it's a gluten needs gluten. Thing. You, you're fine. You're, right. you're fine the way you are. There's other things you can cut Thanks. out, but uh, <laughs> drinking more beer is probably not cigarette breakfast. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> All right. It's a good beer, guys. Well done. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, we've got some more beer to talk with your cohorts there. All right. And we're also going to ask them for dirt on the two of you. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah I'll be staring at them when they're talking. <laughs> great. <laughs> right. Well, I do have to get us to a, a quick break, but I appreciate you being on the program very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, 
And can I say also just I don't know the right way to say it, but congratulations on your on your tenure in this thing. Yeah, like, great success. Yeah. Thanks for being pioneers. Yeah, uh, all I the just, scars you have from that. We don't get to, and I'm not, call, I'm not <laughs> calling you old, uh, but I am saying that we don't get to talk to folks who who have been around, you know, in the industry when it was huh. in its infancy, yeah, and it's it, always it, interesting to me. So I appreciate you guys very much. Yeah, uh, that, thanks, that's right. Yeah. That's Makes us feel good too. It is not too many people almost live what their dream of trying to live their entire working career into, into a brewery. And right. Did you guys throw a killer party for your thirtieth last year? Oh yeah, we're still celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I'm going to get us to a break. Uh, thank you so much for being on the program, and we will be talking to uh, Tyler, who's a, a brewer there, and then their sp- uh, special projects manager Derek will be on with us when we come back. Thanks, guys. All right, so let me do this. We'll get us to a break, and we'll try some more beer. They send a lot of beer. I like a lot of it. We drink a lot of beer. You know what I forgot to ask about? We'll ask uh, the brewers. They did one of the first pumpkin beers, JP. Let's go. Oh, Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and a home brewer's answer book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. 
Thanks for sticking with us. Welcome back to the program. This next segment is brought to you by the Suds and Duds Society. Suds Duds Society is a brewery t-shirt membership where members receive a t-shirt, promo item, and a homebrew recipe from a different brewery each month. Small independent breweries throughout the U.S. will be chosen for excellence in the craft. A portion of each membership will go to the highlighted brewery and to sponsor a local homebrew club in their area. So you're doing two good things at once. Join the society by going to Suds Duds Society. Use coupon code BNARMY at checkout and receive a discount. Uh, Support small beer one tea at a time. All right. We are still speaking with Lakefront Brewery, and uh, we should have, uh, I guess, Tyler Sens uh, and... um and Derek, uh, Derek, I'm going to screw this up, man. Spraveri. Oh, that was really good. First Ooh. try. I commend you, sir. Did I get it right? You did. All right. <laughs> uh, so Derek Spraveri is the special projects manager um, dealing with the with uh, wood beer and, and special beers. And then we've got the brewer, Tyler, um, with us, too. So welcome, guys. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having us. Ditto. So uh, your boss is, like, looking over your shoulder right now, making sure you don't fuck up or what? Oh, yeah. of course. Uh, uh, across the table. <laughs> uh, how long have you guys been at the brewery? I've been here just about two and a half years. And I've uh, been here for about five. Okay, got it. Um, so, yeah, tell us about the beer and the program. We've got a couple that you guys sent for us uh, today. Um, in fact, one of them, the Fuel Cafe Coffee Stout, which I believe is one of your certified organic beers, right? Truth. Yes, it is. Yeah, we were talking about the innovation um, with Jim and Russ before, and not only with the gluten-free, but but you guys were also one of the first to do organic beer, too, right? Yeah. Uh, they really uh, started off with the uh, organic ESB, which was a phenomenal beer. Uh, but that was one of the first organic beers that we ever did. Uh, okay. Later le- led to uh, Newgrist, or so I hear. Uh, but Fuel is uh, the one who keeps on uh, trudging along. Let's try this uh, beer. Even, uh, even down to the coffee, we do a local uh, coffee roaster uh, by the name of Collectivo. Uh, makes all their organic roast over, and we sometimes, you know, we'll... Uh, run out of a little bit of coffee because third shift gets long (laughs) blocks down the road and they just hand us over a sack which is quite nice Nice. the one they use is made specifically for a beloved cafe just right up in river west where we're located and we use that house blend in every batch really fuel cafe Fuel, for a fuel cafe, got it. Oh. And so, so all of your beers aren't organic. You just have these select few that are. Yes, got it. Okay. Yes, we have the coffee stout. We have Belgian white, and then uh, barley wine. Yeah, organic uh, barley wine. We oh, also nice. do have the uh, what I believe to be the first barrel aged organic certified beer, uh, which is our beer line barley wine. Hmm. Okay. Now, are, there, are there some tricky steps in getting in, orga- in a barrel and being organic? Is, is there places where non-organic uh, things can enter the have, system? We actually had to get barrels from uh, a place in Virginia, Catoctin Creek, uh, which has uh, since ceased to exist. Oh, okay. Oh. okay. So it's really hard so, now. What did you do? <laughs> so we have to barrel age and it's not organic. You know, whatever, we'll deal with that. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm sure you can just put it on the label or something like the beer is organic. No, no, no. Yeah. no. of course. <laughs> See, that's... No, we do have a few barrels still laying around, uh, which is uh, part of the fun of doing special projects, but... Were the trees that the barrels are made from organic? Good question. I, I do believe they came from the uh, the mother guy herself. 
<laughs> right. And the and the metal shot out of a volcano. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> now, but there are certain exceptions in organic beer, aren't there? Doesn't it? I'm I'm asking, Ash. I don't know this, but I seem to remember we haven't done an organic beer show in a while. But I seem to remember that there's a level of non-organic ingredient that could be in there. For example, if you couldn't find the hops you wanted that were in an organic uh, farm, you you could substitute with something non-organic. Is that right? Ah. Uh. Not to my knowledge. Every okay. single hop we use, hop malt, is all certified organic. Got it. That could be a California thing. I'm just... We like to. We, we're very. We're, like, uh, we're gonna change in California's name to hypocrite. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's organic until it's not, and then go ahead and do it. Right. And then it's fine. But then you put an organic sticker on it. By the way, if you just try something, it's healthy. It doesn't actually have to. <laughs> the re, it doesn't have to result in being organic as long as you gave it the old college try. That's true. Yeah, that's, I feel that's true. You wait till those cheese curds come in. They are completely healthy and not organic. <laughs> oh. Bev uh, already ate them. Bevo is. Uh, Bevo and Kim Shimpke are both highly disappointed that they don't have cheese curds in front of them. Okay, I feel like you should just at least vouch for me. Like, I thought that they might have accidentally gotten thrown out, and I actually ran, which is something I don't do. Whoa. Well, you walked fast. No, I ran. I did see her. Yeah. In fact, she, when there's cheese curds involved, she's pretty fast. It's a very important thing. Yeah. Uh, she did. She ran because somebody here at the Hop Grenade had just taken a load of garbage out, huh? and I think she reread her email after just uh, taking all the beer out and did not discover any cheese curds. Mm. So ran after our <laughs> staffer who was running the garbage out, tackled him in the street, <laughs> um, and ate his ear, <laughs> and searched through every piece of garbage he had to see if there were cheese curds. <laughs> I did, I did actually make him go back into the garbage area. It's all enclosed and smelling. I was like, I just need to make sure that there wasn't something in that box that got thrown away. You no. made him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And by I need to make sure, meaning you need you, I mean, you oh, to no. make me sure. I went in for like five seconds and started gagging because of the yeah. smell, and I was like, nope. Yeah. It's the only reason I showed it. Have we uh, response, actually. Uh, <laughs> people eat cheese curds out of the trash before. <laughs> as, long as, as long as they're right side up, they're all <laughs> I think that's a good rule, man. Uh, so j- for our listeners at home, of course, they sent us a bunch of beer, and then they sent cheese curds uh, for Bevo. Um, um, and Kim. And, well, I'm not the only... I he mean, forgets that I'm here. Yeah. Well, he, you're not as bad as I am. <laughs> also, also, it's obvious who they sent the cheese curds for. <laughs> I was my name was in that email. Don't be rude. <laughs> Sorry. But we didn't solve the mystery of the cheese curds? Uh, yeah. We did. I, I, they, they haven't been delivered, so uh, we're, we're tracking them. The currently. mailman took we, the cheese curds. We are very accurately tracking them. <laughs> we will find them. <laughs> yeah. Well, they be good by Have, the time we find them is the thing. I'm sorry if this is a completely stupid question, but you're used to it by now. Uh, have you ever put cheese curds in beer? Like, is, is there a cheese curd beer? Not on purpose? Uh, yeah. Not on purpose. <laughs> no. Oh, wait a second. Right. I mean, because it's a thing there, right? These cheese curds. You'd think, and, and everybody does that. Yeah, like, you, oh, we made the first cheese curd beer. You think the oils would... Yeah, kill head retention. Uh, yeah, okay. something. Right. But maybe, like, milk? Is milk well? Yeah. God, yeah. God I was going to say, is milk sugar a thing? But <laughs> uh, yeah, lactose, so... See, yeah. here I thought I was the dumb question guy. <laughs> I'm a home brewer <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> I wonder if you could fake a cheese curd beer. Mm. Like diet that weird orange. 
Oh, God. I'm not doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, yeah. I'm not doing that shit. Yeah, do a milk stout, but yeah. no lactose, just cheese curds. Have you guys done a milk stout there? Uh, no, no, we haven't done a milk stout. Okay. We, we, are, a, we are a kosher brewery, actually, so we uh, <laughs> can't do that kind of thing. You guys are amazing. Gluten-free, sort of. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> organic, kind of. And kosher. Fuck They're it. They're the half-ass brewery. They're perfect for the VN. <laughs> yeah, you're our new favorite brewery, guys. Mm. <laughs> All right. Tell us more about the coffee beer. It's wonderful. Yeah, what like is it. the what is the base? We only talked about the coffee there, I think. Uh, base is have straight two row, throw in some caramel 60, 120, roasted barley, some chocolate, uh, and then just a touch of black to round it out. And and hops? Hops we use strictly organic Chinook. Chinook, okay. And How do you Add a handful in it, oil start, and then whirlpool it with coffee, about 15 pounds. Okay. Is that the only time there's coffee added, just in the whirlpool? Just in the whirlpool. We used to add it at knockout, at flameout, actually. But then we talked to some roasters, and they said, well, maybe add it a little bit later. So we started throwing it into the whirlpool beforehand. Because the temperature difference from the transfer actually makes a difference in the flavor. Hmm. And so, they were right. So like 195 versus 210 or something. Kind of exactly. I got it, was, it was right around that, I think, 200 to 202 range. Mm-hmm. And so it would be perfect for them. I'm like, yeah, all right. Works for me. Yeah, that's, so anything hotter and you're just getting flavors you don't really want. Is that what? Yeah, it gets more astringent the hotter it is. Mm-hmm. Just like say, they can burn coffee super easily, so... Yeah, I wonder if that's when you get some of those like vegetal flavors we taste sometimes in coffee beers. You know what I'm? I forget the name for that I taste, like but I know what you're talking. The about. peppery. That's yeah, the green, green pepper, pepper. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Do you guys do a, a whole bean edition or coffee grounds? Uh, grounds, coarse ground. And you don't clog your heat exchanger with that. Exactly. Catch it just at the time. See it coming. We've got a little squeegee to clean out the uh, whirlpool with, which gets really exciting. Uh, oh. It's uh, mo- usually best when that beer's at the end of the week, for sure. <laughs> got it. Huh. That's great beer. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, I like it. It's All good right. stuff, man. And then the beer you did not send for JP, but you sent for Tasty. Mm-hmm. We've got a nice IPA in our glass here, too. Oh, so yeah. Tell us oh. about this beer while we taste it. Uh, it's about as classic of an IPA as you can get. Start out bittering with Zeus again, then late edition Cascade and Whirlpool Cascade. You guys oh. are big Zeus fans. Well, it's just a generic yeah. bittering. Great. It's just a good bittering hop, like yeah, Magnum? Just, or yeah, okay. Exactly. Well, you know, he's father, well, we, he's father of the gods, dude. What do you want? True, true. It's the Z in CTZ. Mm. You are. We've used Magnum before, Bravo. Oh, Zeus has been tried and true for us. You guys okay. got some really good Cascade hops. I can tell you that. Those are wonderful. Oh, oh yeah. Thank you. What is it? What do Sorry. you pick up when you when you say that tasty? What are the compounds? It's not real grassy, but it's got that classic, I don't know. You just know it. And the citrus. Yeah. yeah character, yeah. And body. It's got always, it has like a hot body in it. Like yeah, it's right around 6.6%. Oh. Um and we just had some caramel 20, caramel 45, kind of round out that copper color and just give you a little bit of 
little bit of body to enjoy that balance with. Well, I appreciate drinking this beer, at least tasting this beer, because you know, I took a sip and I'm going to throw it around. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, that it's not pale yellow and thin and just it tastes like base malt and just the hand job that all the all the breweries out there try to give the guests and the customers. <laughs> it's it's annoying. It's if, Quite frankly, it's everyone's just doing the same thing out here. But this is not the same thing, and I appreciate that. Well, JP, I'm glad you said that. And uh, <laughs> Actually, we're on the same page here tonight. What yeah. I was going to say is, um, you know, a lot of times when you guys complain, you know, oh, all these IPAs are the same and everything, you know, they just don't taste different. I always think you're kind of crazy. Like, I, I can see, you know, there's a trend, but I, mm-hmm. I can taste a difference. Oh. Yeah. But tasting this IPA makes me think that all the new IPAs taste the same. <laughs> Welcome like, to the right side. Yeah, like yeah. right, right when I took a sip of it, I was like... We have a space oh, for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. All of those other IPAs with the, you know, overly citrus or sometimes uh-huh. not overly, but they, they all, now all, it's tropical. all leaning towards this tropical citrus. Yes. This one actually stands out now and makes me feel like a lot of the IPAs I've had in the last several months taste very, very similar. And this one is different. I agree. I think there was a time when people were... were um, chasing innovation and now a lot of people are chasing dollars mm-hmm. because that's what people they think people want and if you make what you think people want and that's the only thing you people come in to buy yeah that's the only thing they're gonna buy yeah. if you have five ipas that are all tropical and quote-unquote juicy well of course that's what you're going to be selling yeah but try something but this new. one this one's kind of earthy mm-hmm. yeah it's malty which i really like yeah, yeah. well we're used to, it, the west coast is, we're calibrating to, to like uh, the, the West Coast rule, which is no crystal malt. I mean, you can see all these yellow IPAs. And there's yeah. no color to them at all. Why? Because they don't use crystal. They use like single malts, or they'll mash high to get body in it. I so love this crystal This has got man. like two cr- different crystal malts. And yeah. the, I assume the low one is just to add body. I miss that flavor. God damn. Yeah. Like, you can only get it in those one-off ESBs that people maybe sometimes sort of kind of do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but use like Chico. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I like it. I think it's great. And I would, if I had a bottle of this, I would drink it. And it's not absent of of the citrus flavors, too. No, no, no. there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, nice with the sea hops in there, you got mm-hmm. it. But, yeah, I just like that kind of low-lying, earthy. There's even a little lemony something happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's almost like like an old-school IPA, which yeah. I think is what the guy said. I don't know. But That's it's like description. you got the uh, – because it, 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 it bypasses dank – and then it bypasses um, juicy, and then it bypasses tropical. It's just it's still stuck in citrus, yeah. Which you don't get. It's a great. I don't want to call it a throwback beer because I think that would be kind of insulting. But it's a throwback beer. I really enjoy it, and it's it's flavors combinations that you used to get if you've been in the beer biz for a long time. Which it, is this? That's what kind of what I'm saying. Like I almost feel like if. Like people would be like, "Wow, that's a really new tasting idea." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. But what they mean is, well, we just haven't tasted that in a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This has an actual malt backbone, and it's I, not I hope, just malt water like West yeah. Coast IPAs are. I hope this isn't insulting to you guys at all, because I genuinely mean this as complimentary. No, we've uh, gone. Uh, we really like to keep it traditional and just do nice classic styles. I mean, even with the pills uh, and even the Dunkel and the IPA. I mean, even straight down to um, salting just in the mash which is just just doing straight burnization but okay we can salt any other breweries out there but you know there are trend hops floating out and you know right 
And and I still like those beers. I'll go out and I'll have one yeah. tomorrow, and I'm still going to enjoy it. But this is the first time where I've gone, wow, maybe they do all taste the same. Well, and, and, and that's it, really, is, is options. I mean, you go out and you look and you have, uh, you go to wherever and you have, you know, uh, let's say 10 taps and each each representative of, a, of 10 different breweries right mm-hmm. one tap for one brewery but they're all the same kind of thing because they're showcasing what one brewery wants to push or what one brewery has a lot of mm-hmm. so inadvertently i think you can go out as a consumer and you can just be used to have tunnel vision about this yeah. is what a style should should be and right. and yeah the, the one-off hops and the specialty hops are cool and i think people should experiment with them but just like the hazy ipas i you can do whatever you want but i really prefer personally if if a brewery has a wide portfolio yeah. of things because there's so much more to beer than than alcohol and hops oh. so much more to it i don't know if you knew that no. <laughs> yeah uh, you lost oh, me at the shop series as well just a single hop just to showcase those different hops as well so we are we are broadening our horizons on that front Got it. Just <laughs> also give you know give that nice beer backbone to it that we've done for 30 years right now let me ask you this something i've noticed about all of your beers is that the the recipe itself really stands out the the ingredients kind of they have a way of standing out um so in the in the pilsner we we picked it up right away um in the coffee stout we picked it up right away certainly in this ipa we're we're picking up on the malt and the hops um so I think a lot of breweries have great recipes, but but they don't always kind of stand on their own like that. Is is there some? Your fermentation is fantastic. I'm thinking. Is there something that that makes you able, to, for, you know, the, these recipes to kind of stand on their own and stand out rather than just sort of muddle together? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean we have great house yeast flowing around, and we just have a traditional ale yeast and a German lager yeast around at all times and and you guys do you contain that yeast yourselves absolutely absolutely okay so you have you have a your own bank of it and yeah, well for the most part we just run uh cone to cone for a lot of them uh we'll run them out through a number of generations until effectively you know you just start getting really terrible viability okay uh, and then we'll start a new strain out but for the most part that just sticks each ale strain and lager strain uh, we actually have about five different yeast strains going on at any point in time, depending on what kind of beer we're trying to make. Uh, the, uh, but but when, you need, for a while. when you need to restart it, it comes from your own yeast bank right there. Oh, sorry. No, that's that's where the confusion is. Okay. So, yeah, we go through a few different yeast companies. Okay. We'll but there's still... We have standard Cal Ale. Uh, we have just German lager yeast. Both come from White Labs. Got it. We are. We do an English yeast house, English yeast, which actually comes from uh, Imperial out in Portland, and I think we also get our Belgian wheat yeast from Imperial as well. Got it. Imperial is a sponsor of our BNA thirteen party. Yeah. Gotta love them. Yeah, yeah. great brand. Nice. Yeah, they're going to be there hanging out with us at the party. So that was very nice of them. And then of course White Labs is a sponsor of ours forever. So awesome. sounds like you guys are dealing with the right companies. I think that's the secret here that I was that I was looking for. No, it's just well-balanced recipes, you know, tested time and time again to make sure it's the right balance. And yeah, yeah, we just get great fermentation. Absolutely, I think and, you do too. Because do you see what I'm trying to say? Is like you guys are saying, well, we like to keep these these styles classic. Okay, well, a lot of times on this show, when people come in with their quote unquote classic beers, <laughs> they're they're a little bit what I there's a there's a, a type of beer that I just call unremarkable. 
And it doesn't mean that it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean it's not good. It, it's just sort of, there's not much to talk about. It's just unremarkable. So, like, if I, if I leave a brewery and, and somebody says, how was it? I'll say, oh, it was fine. Uh, as opposed to a brewery, I, I just really love this beer. I'll tell them what they should go try. Right. right. So a lot of times when we have breweries come in and they say, well, we just like to keep things classic, they're just somewhat unremarkable. But all of these beers, in their classic form, are quite remarkable. There's something to talk about with each one of them. There's these uh, all of these things that stand out. And that's what I'm saying is kind of unique with this brewery. Thank you very much. I, I do think a lot of it has to do with you know, choosing our terminal gravities correctly as well. You know, starting out at the right right OG and you know making sure that we're cutting crashing the beer when it needs to be crashed and okay you know, leaving what we need you know in the beer we don't you know if we want to do a classic pilsner we'll dry it out a little bit more this IPA terminal is going to be a little bit more just leave a little more body in there a little extra dextrin but you know, I think it's really that experimentation has helped us out a lot so you build the recipe that way, right? Like you don't I, – I used to screw this up in the early years of the show when people would say, oh, yeah, so when we get to the gravity we want, we you know, we crash it. And I used to think that that meant like stopping fermentation. Right. But that's not what you mean. You you build this yeah. in the recipe so that it stops where you need it to be. Exactly. And that's – you know, we've used this these yeast strains for so long now that we know how they're going to react. And, I mean, yeast is so variable, but, you know, it's – We've been able to conquer the yeast as much as we possibly can to make a great product. Got it. It's a big part of it. And uh, now that you're up to almost 50,000 barrels annually, are you still using the Frankenstein seven-barrel system? Or do you have something <laughs> a little larger? No. Oh, no. That's, that's um, still, it's still outside, though. <laughs> we have a pretty good you know, uh, 50-barrel <laughs> system off of a copper kettle, which is the only bit of copper that we have that isn't our brew stand anymore everything else is stainless yeah original manufacturing date i think circa 1956 on the copper kettle wow wow 65 65 got wrong either way it's old that's awesome though yeah let's see so it's been adapted for your needs yeah it's it's a beautiful piece really you know we have again as russ was saying earlier each piece we have a five vessel brew house each from a different manufacturer, but it's been able to been able to fit it to our needs and it, you know, our efficiencies, and it's been a lot great. So, since we've got the special projects manager here too, I want to ask you guys about your your Black Friday. Oh yeah, which is apparently where a bunch of Wisconsinites stand in the November weather for twelve hours to get like <laughs> what three different beer three or three total beers from you guys. Uh, about that, yeah. Tell and honestly, Wisconsin's pretty nice in November. We don't really get hit with like a real winter until okay. around early January. Got it. Uh, but it might just... snow a couple times in October, just yeah. to, just to give you the hint. Okay, so we can take the weather out of the equation, but some dumbass is still hanging around <laughs> for twelve hours. Yep. <laughs> and it's still near freezing, though, right? That's nice in November. Yeah, yeah when they say nice, yeah. it's, it's thirty-four. <laughs> right. Hey, that's, yeah, that's, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, what is this beer people are waiting for? So, so it's a Russian imperial stout that we've been doing uh, for the last few years. First couple of years we did it was uh, an imperial black IPA, uh, which is pretty fantastic, but it doesn't hold up in a cellar, as you may imagine. Yeah. Uh, but what we do is we age this uh, Black Friday for, I'd probably say around eight to nine months, and then we. Bring her on in. 
Wow. And it's just uh, it's something you can only get on Black Friday. It's sold once. My favorite tagline of any beer that we ever have is not available tomorrow. <laughs> nice. I like that. <laughs> We've started doing a few variations. Uh, last year we uh, did our uh, reserve, which was just a triple X uh, Black Friday, which was a blend of uh, 2014, uh, 2016, 2017. And you can only there was only seven hundred of those bottles around. Wow! So the people are waiting because they come the night before or something to make sure they get a bottle. Is that what's happening? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There is a. There's also like a little bit of prestige to it. The the same twelve people have been the first twelve people in line for the last. <laughs> wow! Because well, they line up in July. It's <laughs> amazing. Uh, but yeah, they just yeah. Even uh, I think this last year, uh, the number six guy in line, uh, he actually had a his wife was very close uh, to delivering their child. Hey, there's this I thing like I got to go do. Yeah, and we did, we did make him a deal that if that if he could give us a birth certificate, we would just give him a full allotment. Oh, sure. nice! Uh, <laughs> if the baby was born during the the time. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, do they make a party? out of it like are they kind of tailgating overnight uh, you have no idea <laughs> I guess uh, my favorite's the, the first 30 or so people i like to show up and try to give them a little something special to something that we haven't done before nice. uh, uh just like a little cast conditioned beer okay um, nice just because i appreciate them you know if yeah. you're going if you're going that i don't believe in waiting uh in line for beer <laughs> myself me neither exactly yeah, it's always so fun to meet those people who do and, and by the way i'm sure the beer is fantastic i have had some of these beers that that people wait for like that yeah. and and they're good yeah. I, I get that they're great right i don't get the standing in line no, no. no. I'll just, I, I think it's more for the story at that point they're right. just trying to party and trade bottles uh, right yeah but, the, that makes sense yeah the 12 friends that yeah. wait in line and have a party indoors <laughs> and also, imagine being the 31st guy in line. Like, they oh. walk out with, like, the first 30 people and give them free beer. That 31st guy's like, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're from Wisconsin. We're inviting, of all people, later not. <laughs> Somehow I can't picture a real line. I picture, like, a hole in the ice, and they're all just ice fishing <laughs> and drinking beer to keep warm. Like, that's how I picture waiting in line for oh, beer true. in Wisconsin. They're on the lake. Does the line yeah, form see? on the lake, and they just yeah, fish? right by the river, but I would not eat any fish that you found in that river. Is that right? <laughs> Okay, so like the Oakland River. Then. <laughs> no, that's sludge. Oh, right. Yeah. That's why it's not called the Oakland River. No, right. It's actually just the sewer. It's called the bay. It's the runoff from the Raiders game. Right. Uh, what What about any other kind of unique one-offs that you guys are doing? Uh, we've uh, started doing something that we call a brewer series, uh, which is only available at the brewery. Um, and what we do is we kind of have this open pool uh, amongst the seven of us who work downstairs. Uh, who just kind of say, okay, this is the beer that I want to make, um, and we just do a little quick 15-barrel batch of it. Uh, very recently, uh, Tyler uh, was pushing for a hard Belgian series, so we kind of did everything from a single to a double to a triple to a quad. Uh, dropped a little bit of that in a barrel just for kicks, because why not? Okay. Uh, now, do, right they, do they like compete for that at all? You guys just rotate in staff to, to get to brew a batch? Uh Whoever submits a recipe, really, and yeah. whenever we're, we're looking. I mean, since we only uh, since we only sell it on premise, you, know, you have to be careful about overproducing, and then you're stockpiling kegs. Right. Luckily, we have some beers that we can sit on for a while right now. You guys are like the Brewing Network. I like that your bar is so low. Well, whoever submits a recipe, <laughs> that's all right. That's all we are here. Like whoever whoever talks first, go ahead. 
That's pretty much what it is. I like that. Yeah, it's a good recipe. All right. So do you guys always have one of those on tap then? Uh, usually for the most part, yeah. Uh, right uh, now it's a little bit delayed onto it, but we did a second running beer of Black Friday uh, and just uh, fermented off of an English ale yeast and just kind of made a nice, real smooth, crisp black ale out of her. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we since it was our first time doing it, we didn't really know what to expect pre-boil, so we kind of had to make the recipe on the fly. I'm like, mm. oh, okay, well, we need to figure out what hops we're using and how much. Oh, turned out. <laughs> I like it. Still homebrewing after all these years. <laughs> it never loses you, I tell you. I'm supposed to ask who the uh, cutest part-time employee is, Ryan or Kay? Ooh, definitely Ooh. Kay. <laughs> oh, poor Ryan. <laughs> I'm going to put it for Ryan. There we go. All right. 50-50 oh. split. All right. <laughs> wow. I think we need a tiebreaker. I was worried yeah. about Ryan there for a second. Yeah. Those Wisconsinites are so nice. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're like, really, really Ryan's a shitbag. <laughs> Very polite guy. You guys are so nice. He's, I like you guys a lot. He's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> he always loses these things, so we got to vote for him this time. Yeah. Ryan yeah. is the one who sent the cheese curds. Oh, I'm sorry. I called Ooh. you a shitbag, Ryan. Did you he, are, though? If I forgot, right. let me tell you, I've lied several times about sending something that I never did. So don't feel bad if you did. He didn't send them securely. Well, the good news is Bevo will just be here every day for the next week until those I cheese I was wondering why she was here the early. She calls me at one. Do you know the login for Skype? I asked her why she was here early. She was like, oh, you know, traffic. Uh, no, that was really uh, why I was here early. Uh-huh. God, I actually do things for this show. No one you know says what? You I quit, and that's fine. All right. Have fun. Don't say you don't do anything. We're just saying you would only show up early for cheese curds. I show up early every single week. You, do? you should stop doing that. Yeah, I get here before everybody. Wow. Oh, we touch the cheese curds. She's going through yeah. cheese curds withdrawals. You're right. Yeah. She's, uh, she's on edge. Her lactose uh, level is she very low right dependent on them. Ryan, I blame you right. for this behavior. I blame you. Hot Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Kim. Mediocre, all right, right. Yeah, hot Ryan and second place K. Yeah, we're all going for Katie. You mean Ryan with a third nostril or Ryan with the left shoulder problem? <laughs> it's a lump on his shoulder that makes him look like Quasimodo. Uh, sorry, guys. See what happens. Uh, no apology, no sir. That escalated quickly. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the program and sharing your beer with us. It's it's really good stuff. Um, if you're ever in the Bay Area, please come back and, and bring us more beer. We'll put you back on the show. Stuff's really good. And we'll have to come see you uh, in Wisconsin there, right? Well, please do. Open invite. Folks at home, you can go to lakefrontbrewery.com and check it out. There's a whole about page where you can learn more about the the history of the brewery. There's a beer page, of course. You can find out about the tour. Um, There's videos. You can see how handsome these people are. You can do it all over at lakefrontbrewery.com. And, uh, yeah, guys, thanks so much for taking the time to to be on the show with us. Uh, It was a real pleasure, and the beers are fantastic. So thanks for that. Not a problem. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Take care, everybody. Hey, All right, there you go. Lakefront Brewery, ladies and gentlemen. Really like that beer. Good, yeah. good times, man, yeah. Everyone. And I think that IPA stole the show for me. I would wow. uh, I would tend to agree. It's pretty good. Yeah. Reach to your right over there. There's some in that bottle right there. Oh, there's more? Oh, yeah, right, right on the tree. Right there's beer. actually Conditions one more bottole of every there's single size. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's good because we have a segment. They're from Moscow. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what am I going to do here?
Oh, uh, Great Fermentations. You can go to greatfermentations.com right now. Uh, they've got the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the biz in using Blickman products. They offer top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on so many items. Check them out at greatfermentations.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook uh, at GR8 Fermentation, Great Fermentation, and Instagram and Twitter. They got it all. Go to greatfermentations.com. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to try some more beer because we can, and we've got some Twitter game stuff to do. Got to give away a prize for that, and I'm sure we'll find something else to do, too. Hang in there. It's the session. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash-and-boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we are able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Hi, this is Tyler from Libertine Brewing Company in the central coast of California. You're listening to Brewing Network, the session. It sucks. Does it suck? It sucks. But that's what's good about it, is that it sucks, right? Welcome back to the program. Thanks to Lakefront Brewery for hanging out with us. That was fun. And they sent great beer, so that made it more fun. If you want to know how to make a great IPA like they do, Brewers Publications um, 
has a book for you. You know the IPAs are one of the most uh, popular beer styles in the country, right? So if you're looking to brew an IPA that's not like all the rest, check out Dick Cantwell's newest book, Brewing Eclectic IPA, Pushing the Boundaries of India Pale Ale. Award-winning brewer uh, Dick Cantwell includes 25 original IPA recipes and categorizes over 200 unique ingredients to spice up your IPA. So from papaya to peppercorn, uh, beets to bog myrtle, and even cannabis, where legally available, of course. Uh, There are recipes for all levels of brewing experience. So order your copy of Brewing Eclectic IPA, Pushing the Boundaries of India Pale Ale by Dick Cantwell um, on uh, brewerspublications.com or wherever books are sold. On the internet, I think. I was going to say, I think I was, as soon as I read that, I was like, where are books sold? Remember, there was a time <laughs> books when... Books are downloaded, I know right. that. Oh. There was a time when you had to order a book to figure out what books to order. There was a time <laughs> when you, you had like to... The, the catalog? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember that. There was a time when you had to drive to a physical location and look and wander through a building to find a book. I saw Barnes & Noble the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where was it I open? was. I think they, I was back in time. They still exist. Uh, there's one in Are they selling beer now or something? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there's one left it's in the, the bay. It's the Starbucks that's inside. Hey, right, it's, it's a, some in business. It's a coffee right. shop now. Yeah. 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 Isn't there one like out in Antioch or something out there? Oh, maybe. I think the, there might be two in the Bay Area. I drive right through Antioch as fast as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I was just shot. at one right across from Russian River while we were waiting to get seated. Yeah. Um, Candy was like, hey, can we go to that bookstore? And you were like, what? How much is this going to cost me? <laughs> How much did it cost you? Oh. Luckily, we we only left with a, a board game, so that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's half-priced books. And right this there. is why bookstores... It's your fault that bookstores are out of business. My fault? She goes into a bookstore, comes out with a board game. Oh, that's because I told her no to the 20 books she wanted to buy. Oh, God. You were scanning the UPC saying, oh, this is like $10 cheaper than Amazon. Exactly right. right. Or yeah. zero at the good old library. She has her digital like Audible account that she can get them for free and, oh. and download them. She so, just wanted the, to be nostalgic. Yeah. She to likes, spend your money. She likes the smell or... Or feel or whatever she I, says about I like, books. I like holding I like a book that. rather than, than scrolling a book. Yeah, I prefer the that. Experience. I get that when I read, but so, that costs more money. I prefer that as well, the tactile experience. However, because I travel so much now, I download all of them, and it's easier than carrying books because, mm-hmm. like, I could have ten books with me on the iPad, right? Yeah, right. So now I find myself always doing the 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 scroll thing, the hand jerk, which is le- yeah, that yeah. too. It's not which like is- you're getting through that many books. How do you know how many well, books? I'm because I know you, Justin. <laughs> Are you getting through one book? I get through like a book a week. Magazines are not books. I'm talking about books. Real books. What about the Audible ones? Kim Sultis right now, dude. Is that what you're talking about? I can't do the the listen to books thing. Really? Uh, maybe it's because I'm an audio professional. Um, <laughs> oh. N- I, I'm too distracted by the voices. And judging them, basically. Yes, yeah. there's a couple I'm a books that I've tried to read. Like, I can't, I can't do it because this dude's like the way he reads. Yeah. I don't like it. The pacing well, and shit. And like also, a, because... Because I'm crazy, mm. oftentimes I have to like read things over and over and over again because oh. I just drift away. Oh yeah, and so it's I can do that with a book because I'll just be like, oh shit, you did it again, start over. Uh, but with the Audible one, it's a whole thing. I, I can yeah. keep pressing reverse. Yeah, like I just can't. It's the same. Yeah, yeah it's the same mm-hmm. with me. Like we do, uh, we did the audio uh, audio books for the Longmire series, mm-hmm. which are fucking rad. The guy who reads it all scraggly voice, and it's really good. Okay. Um, but yeah, you got to flip it back, and I felt like it was the same thing. 
thing with me with books because my reading comprehension is not very great. I I do the high school method where you just r- go through it as fast as you can, reading oh. every word. Go, okay, I finished my assignment. I read <laughs> right. the book, Check. but I can't process yeah. anything of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and you have to reread it, but it was it was fine. I mean, you hit revert. Every every audio player has like a thirty second backwards button. Oh, you kind of go, wait, what the yeah. hell's happening right now? Yeah, it is distracting when they get creative with their own little character voices. No, I'd much yeah, rather yeah, if they yeah, just yeah. read it in their normal voice or pick a voice. But that's why I would thing. rather read it. I just I'll just read it myself then because sometimes I'll do little character voices in my own head. Yeah, sure. And sometimes yeah. I won't. But yeah. with the auto with the audio book, uh, two things. Yeah. It's a whole thing. I would love to hear the voices that you come up with in your own head. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just my normal reading voice is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, I listen to audiobooks all the time, but I listen to it so that the audio so that the voices and the pacing don't annoy me. I just up the speed to one and a half, so they read really fast. Right. Do so you listen to Chipmunk? That's not as bad. No, no, it doesn't change like their pitch, but it just. And he went through the dark. They don't. <laughs> they don't have like. It's how a lot of people listen to our podcast, happened. by the way. We've and then there's a lot this of long feedback. pause. It's mm-hmm. unnecessary. Oh, uh, see, yeah, I can't do it. I gotta read. I just gotta read them. Hell yeah, bro! Till your eyes fall out. <laughs> right. I know He's that's got the, the, on the, list. the digital thing too. Yeah, his glasses hold his eyes in, though. Isn't right. that why he got I, them? I got especially made for that. Yeah, to hold my eyes in. <laughs> I'm reading. Um, I do this a lot when people die. I go find out about them. Um, I'm reading Anthony Bourdain's book, The oh. Kitchen, Kitchen Confidential. Confidential. I was always a fan. I'm a, I was, I'm a weird fan of a, of a person like this. I have always loved the guy, yep. but I could barely watch. Yes, because I was insanely jealous. Yeah, uh, I felt that he he was so talented the way he did. I just really liked his approach and his delivery and his writing. You mentioned this before, and yeah. then of course he had his this dream job too, mm-hmm. right? So I loved him, but I could barely watch because of my jealousy, my my uh, narcissism. Yeah, but now that he's dead. It's cool, right? Because right. like, well, it's over. Uh, and you got a better deal. And the job's right open. So yeah. <laughs> Read that book in like three days. Great book. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I recommend checking it out. He's a good. He's a good writer. He really is. Just listening to, I'm, I'm kind of the same thing. Um, he was one of the celebrities I cared about, yeah. really. But I can't remember the last time I ever watched any of the content he made, which I guess is my fault. But I think some of it is 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 that too, where I he's better. I wanted to do that. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and, and I was talking to someone online about it. And it's like, everybody... Who, who are you talking to online? <laughs> just people. Okay. I don't know. Just 12-year-old. Is, 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 is it like a chat room? Chat? Yeah, okay, uh, Facebook groups. You know, it's okay. all right. It's fine. Right. Um, it's actually, a pen pal letter, you know, in the, in the mail, uh, jail people. Um, mm-hmm. uh, everybody who's ever written a review online... Wants to be Anthony Bourdain, right? Everybody who have, and, and spe- specifically beer reviews, everybody who writes a flowery beer review is just trying to channel Anthony Bourdain, right? They just they just are. Here's and the, it's annoying. Here's what I think about that type of 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 fandom. There there there's different types of of being a fan yeah. or, or the people that you're a fan of. Mm-hmm. There are those that do something that you know you could never do, mm-hmm. right? So I'm a I'm, I was a big Prince fan, yeah. Not jealous at all, because there's no way on earth I could ever do B-5-2. anything remotely. <laughs> now, forget that. I, yeah, probably have, yeah. I probably have a better chance of being 5'2 <laughs> than I do right. of creating anything like, like he did. So, there's yes. no, so, so with that, I can just be a fan all day long. No issues. Right. But then there's the type of person who does a thing 
that you're pretty sure you could do. Oh, God. And I yeah. think that Bourdain it, like, embodied that with a lot of like these fans you're talking about. because, and, and I don't know that they know that about themselves. But what they're doing is they're watching it and they're going, well, I could fucking do that. Mm-hmm. Like, he's good, but I could. And, and that's where it gets weird to be a fan. Because the truth is, I couldn't do what Anthony did. Mm-hmm. He is, was so, I can... He does it in such a natural way that it makes you feel like anybody could do it. That's yeah. a real talent. That's mm-hmm. a skill. Um, what's his name? Mike Rowe has the same skill. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and so you, they make you feel like you can, like you can do that. And then that's where you become this weird fan, and you start writing your beer reviews like you're Anthony <laughs> Bourdain or, or anything mm-hmm. else. But the truth is, you're not. The, the man had a real talent. Oh yeah, I don't know how he got this writing talent, by the way, because he because he was super young when he started writing articles. I think for the Times, right, is is what yeah. his first his book morphed from. Yeah, I think so. But um, he always, you know, apparently had this like penchant for writing. So it's yeah. not like he was like this chef and was like, oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna spit out this book. Real yeah, fast. I'm gonna eight ball and crank out a book. <laughs> Although it's it might have taken that. Yeah, that's, 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 a, a, that's a, how he did it. There's a yeah. piece of it, right? Yeah. Um, but anyhow, I always find that interesting, and I I notice it about myself that yeah. I can be a fan of people who uh, there's no way I can touch what they do or the ones that I get jealous of it's because like I think I can do that but if I really pull it apart I can't do that the way that guy did things the way he made people feel like when he did his interviews and and when he goes to these third world countries the way he made people around him feel Mm -hmm. is was it was part of the beauty of those shows, and like not everybody can do that. Well, yeah, and I, I, I think he was a rare, even rarer than that. He was like a no bullshit taking empath. Yeah, he was very empathetic towards people, but he wouldn't take any shit. He right. was still grounded in what he believed, but he was open to talking to people and 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 being sincere about it. Yeah, which you don't really find too much in entertainment, I guess, right. in general. Like you can like uh, everybody, uh, somebody feed Phil. Have you seen that that no. art? It's like I think it's like one of the producers of Seinfeld or some bullshit like that. He goes around just eating, but he's this dude, slightly autistic maybe. I don't know. Oh, maybe I have seen this. And yeah. he's just super pumped and happy and like <laughs> and, and just fires off jokes every now and then, but just experiences food and does this whole thing. Right. You can tell he's a very sincere person. Anthony Bourdain, I think, was the same way, especially in his narration, the way his yeah. writing would come off and the way he would interact with people. And that's kind of everybody else just seems fake compared to people like these true, genuine people who are. Yeah. I don't know if they're really themselves or not, but I think in part they are. Yeah. It's like us. Sorry, listeners. You just have to deal with this because obviously we're fans <laughs> of Anthony and it came up and now we're going to talk about this. Uh you, well, I lost my train of thought about what you, you said there at the very end. Oh, he's being it's like, being yeah. himself. It's like an idiot abroad. Yeah. Ah, com- he's, he's clearly <laughs> partly himself, uh, right. which is the same reason I think, uh, for on a very different level, people like this show is yeah, that we're not, yeah. you know maybe we're characters in in some sense, but we're also clearly bringing our lives in. Mm. But he was sincere about all kinds of things. Mike Rowe wrote this thing about him uh, where he was he was just sincere in even how his TV show was produced. He didn't want it to be bullshit, mm. and he went on some uh, he went on some. Show Show where he went diving for octopi, mm-hmm. and there were no octopi to be found. Mm-hmm. So the so the the producers started throwing uh, dead <laughs> like frozen octopi over the boat, okay. so that they what? would like fall down where the camera crew was, seeing yeah. Anthony, you know, uh, snorkeling by. Yeah. Right? He blew the lid off that. Anthony wouldn't have it. No. He spent the rest of the show getting drunk, <laughs> like just drunk, <clears throat> and then finally in the end cuts. 
actually exposes the bullshit. <laughs> and he was like, I'm not going to have this bullshit on my show. I'm sorry you didn't get your shot, but my viewers need to know that uh, this is not what we do. And so they put the clips of the of the throwing of the frozen octopi over the boat because <laughs> he was like, yeah, not going to do it. So he was he was not only sincere himself, but he I think he wanted his viewers to have a real TV experience. Yeah. And uh, yeah, TV is bullshit in that way. Like everything. It's funny that I talk to people sometimes and they're like, wait, that that wasn't real. And I'm like, it's the most obvious thing I've ever seen. Right. Of course it wasn't real. Right. Now, I am a fan, by the way, of awful reality television. Oh, I have man. seen every episode of Jersey Shore at least once. Yeah. I am a fan. <laughs> but I am still very aware when they like they're like hey what happens if we do this like the producers do that you know anthony wouldn't have it uh anyway big fan sad to lose him there's a conspiracy theory out there of course course. there is (laughs) that um that that hillary clinton killed him oh Oh, that's good yeah it's uh we should probably we should probably put her put her in a cage or maybe there's a more succinct way to (laughs) explain that to deal with that yeah uh yeah there's always the conspiracy theories but um can we just take belts and bathrobe belts away from celebrities people we love yeah can we just do that no belts for no belts 2018 Just, oh. Everyone stop. Yeah. You know, if, if nobody wore pants, you wouldn't need a belt. Yeah. Bathrobes. If nobody wore pants, you wouldn't need a belt. That is profound. We were ahead. It's we were ahead of our time with the No Pants <laughs> Award. <laughs> yeah. We could have saved Anthony. Right. That was the dumbest thing I've <laughs> Anthony used the bathrobe belt. That's yeah. true. That's you just saying. haven't thought about it enough. No bathrobes. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm tough. Dead. But again, you know. He's one of the people I cared about, I guess, one of the only celebrities, but I never watched his content. So I feel kind of like one of <laughs> Did those, you like, not watch name for five the, of his albums. Yeah, right. Did you not watch for the same reasons I didn't watch, or just a, you a didn't little, watch? A little okay. bit, but also I, I don't have, I have cable for years, so it was, hard, it was harder for me to, um, to like, track his content down. Actually, speaking of, I, I read a thing where Netflix is going to leave no, reserva- no reservations up on Netflix in perpetuity, just forever. Okay. Oh. Because of, he was just because that show is yeah. so good, and they, yeah, of course they should. It's a good. It's good. He's good. It's good content, and he ate weird shit. But like, up for anything, but not like the shows where they're just Andrew there Zimmerman or whatever. Shit. Yeah, yeah like I that. eat slimy shit that squirts in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm cool. straight. It wasn't like the thing. It was just well, this is what this is what people eat here, so I'm going to eat it. Yeah, yeah, and that's really cool. Yeah, experience new stuff. Like I'm happy to go up to Portland and, and eat granola. Oh, you wow. know that, that is new. That's you, so adventurous. You eat what people eat locally: granola and kale. I think you wad it up and shove it up your. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't actually eat it. You uh, you right. butt chug it. Yes. Yeah. You pawn it. Even. Yeah. You put it upon your anus. It's called grailing. Oh shit. Yeah. I thought grailing. that was something else. Gra- granola kale butt chug is a grail. That makes Indiana Jones Part Three seem <laughs> yeah. very different. The whole. Grail. Yeah. <laughs> you put it in the hole. Yeah. Uh, wow, that was good. Yeah. yeah. This belongs You're in welcome, an Portland. anus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, what do I got to tell you? Get your Beersmith brewing software. You get a free 21-day trial. Just go to Beersmith.com. Check it out. It's the home brewing software. It's got the most. It's got everything. It's got all the things you don't even know you need. It's good. And it's free for the first uh, 21 days, and then you'll buy it. Trust me. You'll buy it. Also, we have to do our Twitter game. We do. Absolutely. What was our Twitter game? Our Twitter game was now that the World Cup is upon us, I want you guys to name something else that Americans care less about. Most Americans. Mm. <laughs> How about <laughs> uh, Us talking about Anthony Bourdain. Right. <laughs> so much regret. Yeah. Uh, are we ready for it? Yeah. This is the last time I'm ever going to ask our listeners. 
Uh, put the so words Americans uh, and what uh, care less about. Oh, they're so yeah. mad at you. Oh my God! Like just, more than just one. Yeah. Did you respond? A little bit. Okay. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, they're baiting you. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, someone was like, long-form journalism. I'm like, okay. Oh, so this one I hear you talk about. Sorry, <laughs> mister, I have a subscription to the New Yorker. I, you know, or... Um, Americans don't give a shit about the government. Okay, bro. Just can you chill? So I was like, dude, this is a beer show. We just relax. Wait, I'm putting these two in the list. Are you Wait, really? oh, did you respond no. as you or did you respond as Brewing Network? No, oh, it's the Brewing Network. Okay, so I get to clean up your shit is yeah. what you're saying. Yep. There's, uh-huh. why, what makes you think that there's a, a backlash? It's because we know you. It's yeah. fine. You said there was and a backlash. And we know the internet. <laughs> so, yeah. No, from my responses, no. No one cares. Another thing Americans all don't I, care about. All, all, I did was, all I did was tell everybody just to relax. Like, just calm down. It's fine. Okay. That's all. That always works. All right, yeah. So I'm writing. I like long form journalism. I think that's a good answer. I think it's stupid. As the journalism major. Right. Well, the, in, as I was reading in The Economist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brooks Edmund uh, says JP's opinions on NEIPA. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Mitchell says your lame Twitter game. Oh. Whoa! <laughs> so that one's angry. Shots fired. So when you participated. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I like it too. Dave said uh, Canadian football. Hmm. There's a, that's, that's a thing. Uh, Canadian football is a thing. Yeah. Zero zero team. No one gives a shit about. It. Oh, it's like uh, it's like our kind of football. Canadian though. rules football. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but nicer. <laughs> right. Oh, sorry about the tackle. Sorry. Sorry. sorry, I tackled you. Uh, sorry. Just don't push him around. Oh, man, I feel bad I intercepted the ball. Here you go. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Brendan Abbott says changing to the metric system. <laughs> that's true. We, don't we care, care more about soccer than that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, Tony D says Justin's gross dying feet. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good. Uh, give me good beer. Writes the whereabouts of Doc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought people do care. I think people do care. <clears throat> Apparently, oh. uh, one but, person doesn't. But more people than soccer. <laughs> Edmund Mendina says JP's opinion just on anything. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> uh, Mike Moss says ping pong. And that's true. Uh, last but certainly not least, the very classic, very debonair Gordon Strong. Yeah, uh-huh. says the definition of craft beer. Whoa. And I can't tell if it's a burn or not, right? I can't tell if it's like, oh, Americans don't care about the definition because they're stupid, or no one really gives a shit and make whatever so why you want. talk about it, right? Yeah, right. Mm. Let's think about that. What does Gordon? Do? <laughs> what would Gordon mean? <laughs> right. He's being cynical. I, WWGM. I think he means nobody cares about what the definition of crap beer is. And so stop talking about it? Yeah. But he's pretty nerdy about craft beer, so maybe mm. that's not. I mean, the guy who works in the style guidelines, I think that feeds into craft beer. But maybe not. Maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. I think, uh, who yeah. can tell? Well, I'm not going to vote for him, but I'm just curious. <laughs> no, no. That's it. Want me to read the list that I wrote down? Because I wrote down pretty much everything. (laughs) Sure, let's go for it. Long-form journalism. Is anyone else going to vote for that? No. No. Okay, I'll scratch that off. The government. We care less about the government than soccer. Anybody vote for that? No. Okay. Um, JP's opinion on IPAs. No. No. Not that far. I mean, I don't think any of us care. 
Right. <laughs> well, that's true. Right. We're over there. Well, well, so that that makes it a pretty right. valid. Are we most Americans? Well, and then while we're on that, uh, JP's opinion about anything. Was that also, one I'll vote for. Never okay, cared. That's, that's a vote. <laughs> I'll vote for that one, too. Two votes. Okay. Um, <laughs> your lame Twitter game. <laughs> I'm not going to vote for that one just because it sounds angry. I don't think he... Yeah. That was yeah. right. Someone else yeah. actually just wrote, wrote in and says, Your Twitter game. Y'all ain't even reading the dope responses. Oh. Where it's like the okay was his dope? I, I no. I'm pretty sure y'all is reading them. Y'all, I'm <laughs> I just I just wrote them all down on this here post-it yeah. note. Yeah. I wrote I read y'all is reading them. Y'all's reading them. <laughs> I read <laughs> I read nine tenths of the responses. So the real Mike Fitz, he's real. You didn't read oh. y'all's. Um, he didn't write anything in. <laughs> I don't even know. He's just keeping it real. He's just <laughs> voting for that one tenth. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He likes the one tenth or she. I don't know. You know, he probably uh, sub- Good submitted. One, shut up! <laughs> Couldn't think of the word. He probably submitted a different Twitter game, and to you didn't a, read it. And he's, to a different place. He's a little sad. I get a lot of those actually. <laughs> I've been trying to win this Twitter game for four years now. Well, you get a lot of disgruntled people barely on Twitter. Get good, I guess. I don't know. Canadian football. Good answer, but that was a good. I don't think anyone's going to vote for it. Yeah. Yeah. A little too uh, on the nose, maybe. Mm. Okay. Uh, Calorie intake. Changing to the metric system. I vote that one. I'm voting this one, too. I thought that was pretty funny. So that's two votes on that one and two votes on JP's opinion. The final votes or just for the finalists? So just far, get him into the running. Yeah, we'll yeah. keep going. And then right. if you, maybe you might have to be I'm a tiebreaker. I'm going to be holding back for one more nomination. Um, okay. uh, Justin's dying feet. <laughs> oh, wait, there's, there's another word in there, too. Gross dying feet. Gross dying feet, feet. Oh, yeah. Rude. Well, have you know that they're not dying anymore. Oh. They are gross, though. But are they living? <laughs> yeah. We'll have to check your pedicure. Uh, the whereabouts of Doc. I thought that was that a was a good one. one. Mm-hmm. No votes for that. Well, I already no. voted. Okay, and then the last one uh, would be ping pong, <laughs> which is true. That was funny. Yeah. Which is pretty valid. I, yeah. I'm torn between ping pong and changing the metric system. The lives of immigrant children. <laughs> ping pong is very popular in tech culture. No one's even talking about yeah. changing the metric system, though. Right, because they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. We've made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with Tasty not putting in a vote on others, um, that leaves us with the tiebreaker. You're the tiebreaking vote, Tasty. Oh, here we go. Between changing the metric system or JP's opinion about anything. So ping pong never made it, huh? <laughs> well, you didn't vote for it when I just read it. Okay. And if I like you, ping pong if, better than JP. If you, <laughs> right. So you care less about JP. Yes. Right. Not, not a person. The, 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 the thing. Right, so you'd have to, so you wouldn't vote for ping pong then as something that you care less about. You care less oh, about sorry, JP's opinion. Yeah. When will now be oh, now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, if we talk about this tomorrow, then I'll know. <laughs> <laughs> which do you so, care more? Which do you care less about? JP's opinion or changing the metric system versus soccer? Probably changing the metric system. So you, you care you care, care less, less about, about, that less about it yeah, than yeah. soccer. All right. Wow, that was nice. Then uh, Brendan won. All right. Wow. Well, he's here. He's here. He's he can collect his too. medal. I can't forget that was an inside job there. He was just here an hour ago. Perfect. We don't have to ship anything. Yeah. We don't have anything. We never send anything anyway. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, you do? I'm fine. Be You've been so mean defensive. tonight. I get here so early. I actually never leave. I gotta so get a shit. <laughs> Send something right now, right up your ass. Sound like that. Granola and kale, right up your dick holes. <laughs> you mean uh, what did I call it? 
Grain, grain a father? Holy grail. A oh, yeah. grail. grail. It was a grail. Grailing. 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 <laughs> I'm going to get grailed. I'm going to grail you. We're going to have to have a... Girl. I'm gonna, girl, you're going to get I'm gonna grail. grail you. We're going to have to have a grail party at the BNA 13. Uh, are we? Hey, go to NeshemeneCreekBrewing.com and check them out. They've been on the Philly Beer Map since 2012. Uh, they got a whole bunch of beer scene, Philly Beer Scene Magazine awards. Uh, two-time GABF Vienna-style lager medal winner. Uh, also a bronze for their smoke lager. Large, expanded, and recently renovated tap room with 24 beers on tap, 18 of which are rotating and seasonal limited beers. Variety of beer styles from hoppy double IPAs to sessionable and poundable lagers to oak-fermented saisons and sour beers. Free brewery tours on Saturday. Saturdays, check them out at NeshemaneCreekBrewing.com. They should send us a bunch of beer. Wait, didn't they? That we never got? <laughs> if they had, we'd send have one right now. Yeah, Either maybe. with the cheese curds. <clears throat> All right, listeners are going to get that one. Yeah. So we're going to be at HomebrewCon uh, next week. It's next week already, it's isn't it? Sat- week from this uh, coming Saturday. Yeah, next yeah. week. This week. Not we're this current there. week, but next week. Yeah, it starts on Thursday afternoon. We're doing an event at our booth on Friday, I believe at 2 o'clock, with White Labs. You should come check us out there. We're going to do a Ask the Doctor game show. Okay. Game come in, show. Ask Dr. White uh, from White Labs, of course. Uh-huh. Um, questions about everything and win prizes. Yeah. So come do that with us and White Labs. I also just found out I am, uh, I almost, I, I might still uh, okay. put this over on you. I'm emceeing a uh, wing eating contest. Oh, okay. Whoa. Is it at Hooters? It's okay. not. Otherwise, that would, I would never pass it He would it not along. delegate for <laughs> uh, No, it's right there in the hall of the HomebrewCon in the expo. Uh, okay. Um, God, that is going to be disgusting. I don't, and when, so when I said yes to doing it, because they're like, oh, we need an MC, and I'm like, oh, I can do that I forgot that I get really grossed out watching people eat and they're just gonna be <laughs> especially <laughs> like anything like I don't know if you've ever seen me eat but I like have to wipe my face after every single every bite mm-hmm. yeah and I can't look at anybody else eating around me because mm-hmm. like God forbid I watch Beardy eat like if one little <laughs> thing gets caught in a hair or something not his or fault right? Right. Yeah. well it is kind of his fault yeah. Yeah. like I can't I, have to, I can't do it yeah. well they also like spicy wings so their nose are like, oh, nose yeah, is gonna be running oh, no yeah. no I didn't yeah. think about any of this and I agreed to do it until, like, after I got off the call today, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I have a really strong gag reflex, basically, when this happens. That'd be better you if you gagging, just threw up. Yeah, you <laughs> gagging so during the MC job would we'll, be pretty good. I think it'll so help everybody up. eat better wings. <laughs> so if you didn't want to show up just for their contest, show up for <laughs> me and that. Yeah, right. Uh, I didn't think about it. I didn't think it through. I yeah. was just trying to be helpful. It was the AHA that asked me, and I was like, right. sure, MC the thing, no problem. Do you want to yeah. watch me eat wings in preparation? No, 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 no. I, I just have to go full on mind over matter. What's that? Uh, what was that thing we covered on Lunch Meat? ASMR or whatever? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, with the you mouth should, clicking. Yeah, you should yeah. just uh, watch... Ten hours of that content of someone eating candied apples no. to get over it. I mean, also, like, watching the people eat, but can you imagine what that's going to sound like? Oh, God. This is I read an bad. article that like intelligent people on the floor. get annoyed by the sound of people eating. 
And it's always graded. Oh, don't feed him see? lies. I see what I'm saying. It's always graded on me. I've had to leave the room sometimes when people are Shut eating. Up, and it's quiet. Oh, so he's trying to say he's yeah, cool, humble brag. By the way, <laughs> well, I'm also listen, complimenting Justin. Yeah, listen, guys. Yeah. Sorry, you're not geniuses, right? Okay, but uh, the smart guys over here uh, are about to throw up. I'm sorry. Raise your hand if you enjoy listening to someone <laughs> chew. We're all <laughs> geniuses. <laughs> Freaking stupid. That's our litmus test. <laughs> Uh, right, the people that do are really dumb. More like limpness <laughs> test. <laughs> so I got that going for me. All right, well, that's nice, man. Well, that's why you made a rule a long time ago. We can't eat during the show. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, that was that like, would help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that I didn't throw up. Yeah, I throw up in the middle of the show. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I right. am pretty good from time to time at the whole mind over matter thing. Oh, there you go. If, yeah. if, there, if I could just look at like a period of time, I just have to power through it. But... If for one moment I get hung up on somebody's face or, like, whatever goo is dripping from them, oh, yeah. all hell could break loose. Well, and well, also, you're emceeing it. So, wait, that doesn't that mean you have to be, like, number 14's really pounding right. those wings? I do. I no, have you got to get yeah. the microphone and ask him how he's doing. I got to do all that. I got to get in there. And, well, uh, I can help you. We can do it together if you want. Okay. Because I don't know if I could be the, oh, look at, look at Ed over there. He's about to inhale that wing. Don't choke. <laughs> See, I, I got to do, do that. that. But wouldn't it be fun? If you if you're just there and and, and when I disappear you just you know what I mean? and, and don't even explain it yeah just like nothing ever happened you're just all of a sudden you're the MC shifted we should dress the same you should wear the same clothes yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. or I could you could be behind the partition and I can be at least uh, just like watching everybody and giving you a play by play I could right. be your color man my color man yeah. or you should just start MCing Justin throwing up behind <laughs> exactly and the here curtain. it goes Mr. Crosley. <laughs> I can see his shoes coming out of his mouth. Uh, well, if you want to see all the fun, you can go to homebrewcon.org and get your tickets. Come hang out with us in White Labs at uh, the BN booth on uh, Friday at 2. Uh, and then, of course, go buy tickets to BNA 13. You can do it right now at thebrewingnetwork.com. Um, rumor has it Shimke will be there. I'm there. You're, I already bought my ticket. Everyone told me it was sold out in Portland, but you know what? I managed to find a way. That sucks. Wow. She bought a ticket to BNA 13? No, How I bad of a boss am I? Okay. Those two things I was are like, different God, questions. I'm not. Those are different things. No, you said you were gonna you were gonna buy me shots of tequila. Oh, uh, okay. At B and A thirteen. After huh. BNA 13. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because that's, that's when we go to the strip clubs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, girl. Right. Which I'm charging that time on my invoice. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You can't <laughs> social media. Two hours is yeah. Well, then there better be some goddamn good social media coming out of that visit. <laughs> I don't think they allow you to use your phones inside those Sounds places. like you're barred, then. True. <laughs> Yeah. There you go. Yeah, well, Are you going to Homebrew Con or just to Portland and to um, BNA 13? I can do part of Homebrew Con. I get in late Thursday night. I mean, you don't have to. There's no pressure. Yeah, I don't have a ticket. Yeah, Homebrew Con's all sold out. So, yeah. Also, we're busy every night. Or maybe I'm participating in the wing contest. Oh, uh, yeah. What if I want to sign up for that, John? Oh, do yeah. it. I think you should. I don't know if I could. You should. Would you just watch him eat? We could compete against each other. Just wait till the end. Eat four wings. Everybody else is already thrown up by then. You've got the most mm. in. Dude, if you dominated that, how cool would that be? Do you have to, like, dunk the wings in water like the oh, hot dog eating contest? Well, I what? imagine they're soft. Really I'm kidding. Uh, they must be. Well, that's to wet the bun. Yeah, right. 
I feel like it's dangerous with the bones and stuff and the fast eating of the wing. Yeah, like I would like to read the, the fine print. I'd you like to pull a warrant and sure. read the fine print about something, but not how do much, it in five hours. Like, eat, right? How much chicken? Gristle? Mm-hmm. Are we talking like the, the old you know seventy six well, or whatever from Great Outdoors or what? Beardy, you're the one with the wing displacement <laughs> technique. Oh yeah, you I know can, how to peel you can those things. Debone just, a wing in yeah, like you seconds. Push, yeah, right. Yeah. You, I can, push you want me down. to peel your wings? No, I can do it. If Beardy's in, like, peeling and feeding. Peeling and feeding. Can we tag? Because if there was a two-man wing-eating contest, it's like a rally car. Yeah. I'd be a driver and a navigator. I need you to navigate me full of wings. It's like a different type of mama birding. Riding like a car. I can't do it. Sounds like I'm going to be in a wing-eating contest. Havesies. See, I couldn't. I definitely couldn't watch Beardy do it. Because the the with the pieces all over the beard and there's gotta be guys like that there. Yeah, you know oh, yeah. where you're going, no, right? Yeah, yeah. The that's the reason I avoid that kind of food. It's gonna be tough to give a play by play when I can't look. <laughs> really. All right. Well, you'll look great. Don't that's happening. Yeah, right. Without the glasses, you won't be able to see. Oh, that's oh, a good technique. Good idea. I could just get like a blurry thing yeah. in. And this guy's got chicken in his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, just don't have headphones on or any sort of monitors or right. whatever. Yeah. You'll, you won't hear it. There'll be a lot of people cheering. You'll okay. never hear them slurping and smacking. But what? I'll, but I'll be like saying things that aren't even happening. <laughs> probably. <laughs> and then, the problem. But that's all right. No one will, no one will know. All right. It's, okay. it's probably free admission, so I wouldn't worry about people that's true. Yeah, complaining. That's true. Uh, okay, next week's show, uh, I will not be here, or or who knows when uh, I will be here again. But you guys are doing a show, uh, is it uh, Japan Beer again? Is that what's it's, happening? It's uh, Rye and Gareth. Uh, we d- Gareth is an expat living in Japan. Exactly, and I, I don't have Rye's last name, but um, he's a brewer there, and they're both going to be in studio. Okay, cool. Rye's always great on the program. Yeah, yeah, He's a lot of fun. So, uh, All right, so tune in next week where JP will be at the helm, and these guys and, and gals will will do a great job, I'm sure. And then we will see you at HomebrewCon. That's true. I'll be there. If RV makes it to Portland. <laughs> yeah, there are yeah, trips in between I'll here be flying, there. so... Uh, so you'll, I mean, well, listen, let's not jinx yourself well, here. Don't see yeah, there's a lot of airplanes. Uh, there's a Southwest that took a nosedive, 10-second mm. nosedive, like, taking off the San Fran. So oh, yeah. the prices are going down. I'm again. like yeah. the... I'm the worst. I don't give a fuck about the... I just feel like when it's your time, it's your time. Yeah. So, like, when I text people, like, oh, taking off, like, I'll I'll text you if I land. If I land. Like, I don't give a shit. And I'll watch, yeah. like, the, the plane crash, you know, Discovery Channel videos, like, on the on the flight. You are the worst. I feel if like, I were sitting next to you, I would stab you. <laughs> oh, yeah. People will say, like, have a safe flight, and you're like, I have zero control over any of yeah, that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What yeah. happens, happens. It's just going to happen. Let's say good luck. Yeah. I guess you're right, but it's your, it's your time. I think your odds would be better, though, on a flight than in the RV. Oh, I am much more likely oh. to die in the RV. You yes. will take that yeah. It's Absolutely. a matter of when, not if. Yeah, yeah, drive more in fact, if, if we, I wish that we had more resources. If we had, like, a great statistician here, I bet that it's staggering the the likelihood I would die in the RV compared to a flight to Portland. Oh. Statistician. Yeah. Statistician. Statistician. Hmm? That's right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, I don't like the sound of eating or whatever. Right. It's yeah. Genius. Listen to us. Tell me your broad liking eating sounds. <laughs> Where are your cheese curds at? 
right, so God, follow along on the Bergnetwork.com. You're going to see some videos from NHC, and then uh, also on the road, we'll put it on our YouTube page, so uh, JP will be reminding you of that. Um, also, we've got some new shows coming out on the Brewing Network. We're going to be releasing a show on uh, craft beer marketing. You're going to see that on the website next week. And I'm recording tomorrow... We're doing a Spanish-speaking podcast. Wow, cool. Yeah, I'm fluent. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm producing it, but it's an all-in-Spanish-speaking. Think of Bruce Strong meets Mexico. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, Spanish-speaking, so yeah. basically just trying to get some of the great information uh, that we've done here on the Brewing Network out to the uh, Latin-speaking world. So, Sounds great. Um, Do they get podcasts So look there? out for that. I think so. Hmm. Um, the internet goes there. Yeah, they have to hand-deliver them, though. Yeah, they come oh. on cassette tapes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're called cassette oh. tapes. They're called eight tracks. Ca- um, cassette cast. So mm-hmm. that'll be out in a couple weeks. I'm recording our first shows tomorrow, and then uh, we'll get that up for you, too. So all of you, although I assume if you're interested, you can't even understand what the fuck I'm saying right now. Uh, but all of you interested in a Spanish-speaking uh, brewing podcast, uh, stay tuned to the Brewing Network. All right, JP, are you ready to get us yeah, out of here? sure, man. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Texas, if you land. Oh, wait. This has to start. There we go. <laughs> Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Lakefront Brewing Company in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, shipped us beers and even tried to ship us cheese curds, all just to talk craft beer. Find out more about them over at lakefrontbrewery.com. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcast and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Get on Twitter for some good beer inside and homebrew info. Follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew. Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Warren is stuck over at Another Beardy. Jason, I wrote a forward to a very serious book written by a lawyer. Petros fully understands that Twitter is dead, and you should follow him on Instagram at Major Jip. And Bevo is hanging out on Instagram as well at Beverly Moore. Be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sky and wind.